following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studios. A show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis for both the players and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes, Stefan Dragonspawn. How are you doing, fellas? Stefan, particularly you. How are you, good friend? I am great. I'm great. Um, you know... Just making uh, making sure we survive this little pandemic and all the lockdowns and stuff. Um, having some fun along the way and when we can, and doing some great art. I'm drawing a bit more, enjoying yeah, that. Yeah, you are. Yeah, oh, you fuck are. Yeah. So, Love that picture uh, you did of the uh, the Arn Arn Skull twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and Calvin just looming behind them. So uh, yep. I drew I drew Chris and Tony's characters in another campaign, another. Prince game, the James, yeah, the James, Jamie is uh, running, and uh, our friend Daryl is also in there. So, uh, yeah, I just felt inspired to do it. Just have some fun. So, and just for hell of it, just for hell of it, I started uh, drawing Simgurn on his own with his trusty animal companion, the Lynx Arrow. <laughs> cool. For the record, cool. uh, uh, Craig, my character, gives mm. your drawing. Five silver spoons. Ooh, silver spoons too. Nice. Spoon. <laughs> and and Ovar, a... Ovar gives you gives your drawing five um Klangadin smites. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I had a lot of difficulty with the hammer, uh, for Craig's hammer. Just drawing it yeah. it's like too puny. No, the the angle is off. Like, no, this is way too big this time. <laughs> yeah. This looked ridiculous. And finally got it. <laughs> I'm envious of your talent, dude. It's great. Thank you. Well, it's been a while. I, uh, sometimes I had to take a break as uh, my fingers were not getting too clenched on the pencils. Like, okay, relax. <laughs> oh, okay. Just wondering where you're going. Going, uh, going there know. for a moment we're there, Stefan. No, we're talking about the art. <laughs> talking about that, what you want yeah. to call it. That's it. And, uh, <laughs> and how are you, Chris? You know what? I'm doing fan fucking tabulous because the Packers lost and are not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to his tenth one. Jesus, that's fucking incredible. But this is not a podcast about football. It is about role playing. And um the more the more games that I GM or DM the more characters die. <laughs> had a yeah, fairly wow. lethal one Thursday night with you guys in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden yeah. in that shift D D shift seven D game Yowzers. But you guys made new characters and we'll be on the brewery again doing a recording again on Thursday to pick it up it. from where we left off. So that's it. Chris so much almost fun. did a TPK. Next time maybe he'll succeed. <laughs> yep, and I'll be running. Not if I have anything to do with it, <laughs> and I will be running, and I and which I've never run, I've never played it, and I've never DM'd it is against the Giants 
from Tales of the Yawning Portal for my Saturday night group. That's my normal, like my Grognard group, right? That we normally go face to face with, but we've been obviously online for the almost the last year. Um, and that's in Tales of the Yawning Portal, fifth edition. Uh, those adventures came out in 1981. Yes, everybody. Long fucking time ago. <laughs> Never ran through it. So I'll be running them through it and they're making 11th level characters and hopefully you fuckers made backups. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Tony, how you, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, as the sole survivor of your TPK experience, the other or near TPK, yep. um, I, I had, uh, yeah. People go listen to the brewery or watch it on YouTube. Oh yeah, it's it's, we are having a great time playing D and D over there. That's why we're talking about it so much. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm doing good, man. Um, got myself a brand new baby kitten this week. Oh uh, yes, oh, named and, named uh, Ripley. <laughs> yeah, she was a survivor. She had been through hell and back, so I named her after my favorite heroine <laughs> from the Alien franchise. Uh, so yes, uh, named her Ripley and she is a, just an adorable little turd monster. So, <laughs> um, nice. excellent. And that has okay. been the absolute extent of my week. I have been enjoying <laughs> having a new kitten. Had her yeah, you have. sitting here at, at the computer with me the other night when we were playing. Co-GMing. Um, she co-GMed co- with me on Thursday, on Wednesday night when I ran, um, D and D for my, um, local game store group awesome um yeah so she's not down here right now she's bonding with her mother so she's uh-huh. upstairs in bed with my wife all right so. then <laughs> okay nice. so what are we talking about tonight gentlemen i don't know some shit <laughs> great title <laughs> no that you came up uh, yeah Stephen. i didn't come up with this yeah Stefan. Uh, Stefan has mm. produced a show title for episode 75 Fast and Furious narratives, where you, myself, and Steph, and all three of us, we're going to get into yeah. the vehicle rules deep into drive. the We're going to do a deep drive. Yes. <laughs> vehicle rules. <That's laughs> I noticed right. that in the show notes there, Tony, the capital R you put in there. Well done, sir. Well I done. I might have put that there. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a deep dive for doing submarines. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, you. You're, no, deep dive. <laughs> Deep drive is back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But there's only one way we're going to go forward, and that's to get on with it. Yes. Here we are. We're going to have Stefan boost the signal tonight where he um, shares all the ha Genesis news fresh off the wire reviews a project potentially yeah <laughs> nice uh, reviews a project from the edge studio section of drive through RPG um, what you got for us Stefan all right well thank you for that intro always nice as usual um, today I've got two uh, great little items uh, First off is another entry into the Boost series. Boost standing for the Book of Online Sourced Triumph, uh, Triumphs. 
And they're up to number five, which gives us ideas for a Weird West subgenre. So a little bit of uh, material there. It's eight pages covering some new gear like the Adventurer's Blunderbuss, which I find pretty neat. Uh, The Adventurer's Blunderbuss has been the go-to weapon for monster hunters and vigilantes alike. By its nature, it is very, it is a very dangerous weapon and often inflicts bystander casualties. Consequently, nearly all towns have laws restricting ownership of an, an adventurer's blunderbuss. Oh, that just, that just <laughs> raises a fucking murder hobo adventuring group to a whole yeah. new level. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think if I remember correctly, it, it takes one advantage less to activate blast with it because it has almost like the shotgun thing. That's why it has bystander casualties. <laughs> yep. So it includes uh, as well some new talents, uh, a new archetype, and some new adversary, adversaries like the Bloodhound. Uh, and each adversary comes with uh, an RPG sessions link. So if you want to have it on the stats and play online, you can do it through there. Oh, that's a great idea. Yep. And then they even have a short adventure at the end called Ghost Carriage. And as usual, uh, all the boost uh, items are free. And not even pay what you want, you just offer it for free. Awesome. So pretty good art, great, you know, uh, the Genesis template uh, layout. Uh, really nice. Well, pretty cool. Uh, so link in the show notes for that. And then we have uh, another one that would be suitable for sci-fi, like the Android setting. So do you want to be more than human? That's the title of it, more than human. Of course you do. You need it to stay one step ahead of everyone else. So within that, you'll find two new cyborg archetypes, uh, seven new cybernetics, uh, five Gmods, new Gmods as well, and a guideline for how to handle complete cyberization of a character, so the complete Borg conversions. That could be pretty cool. Uh, So shedding their flesh for a synthetic new shell, take your step into the future, reject your organic hull, and become more than human. (laughs) So yeah, you can use it like in any near near future sci-fi setting. Uh, that's what they uh, they aim at, not just the Shadow of the Beanstalk. And it's uh, the guy in Daniel Rader who offers it as a "Pay what you want" and nine pages of goodness with a great layout similar to the Shadow of the Beanstalk uh, setting with uh, various uh, new things in there. Pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you can totally use that for that salvage setting. I oh, ran yeah. that for my Saturday night group, you know, a couple weeks ago, and you know they have the cybernetics and that. So yeah, cool. Keyforge yep. too. Yeah. Yep. Keyforge. Yep. yep. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. You know, like new G mods, for example, prehensible tail or gecko palms. <laughs> nice. So you can, can climb sheer surfaces. Climb. Nice. <laughs> yep. Nice. <laughs> And so, yeah, so those are the two items uh, that were uh, offered on DriveThruRPG uh, via the Edge Studio uh, section. So go ahead, go check them out. Uh, hopefully this uh, puts a bit of spotlight on them and gets them uh, some more downloads. 
All right. Well, then. there we go for ready. boosting the signal. Cool. Let's head into the meat of this show then. All right. Right. All right. Well, welcome to the books of Genesis. Uh -huh. uh. This is where we're going to break down a section of the books of Genesis bit by bit. Um, this time we are going to I think we're going to do two parts to this deep drive in the vehicles. Um, we are going to be looking at uh, the vehicle rules can be found in the core rule book on pages 220 to 231. There's also the um, vehicle creation rules in the expanded players guide, pages five fifty, pages fifty eight through seventy three. Man, I wish there was five hundred fifty eight pages in that, right? <laughs> More stuff, I guess. I well, maybe not. I don't know. There's a lot. Would, so uh, that would be a that would be a really expanded book. Yeah. All right. So um, so go ahead and crack open the your core rule book, page two twenty, and we will jump into it um into these vehicle rules here where um you know we have our our own characteristics and skills and whatever for our player for for our characters um this section here will define the characteristics that vehicles have and then how that plays in and what those characteristics mean mechanically speaking for the game and narratively speaking, too, because there is some of that in here, too. So um, I guess without further ado, who wants to who wants to kick this off? I can. Start, all right. Start deep driving us then there, Tony. <laughs> all right. So to go through the individual, I mean, we can name them all off, but instead we're just going to dive into them individually. And the first one listed is handling. This is a measure of the vehicle's agility and how well it responds to its pilot and crew. Uh, enormous sailing ships, cars, uh, star uh, starfighters, all of them have a handling rating. Mechanically, this rating is represented by a number, and that number determines how many booster setback dice you're going to get on your piloting checks with that vehicle. Uh, pilots add setback dice with a negative handling value and boost dice equal to the uh, vehicle's positive handling value. Um, we also have a couple of handy charts when talking about handling. What are those? Um, and that's uh, the, the one that gives you, first of all, the examples of various different vehicles handling. Mm -hmm. That's table 3.2-13 handling examples. And uh, it's got a list of from minus four to plus four, because that's really the the great range to keep. You don't need to go any higher than that or lower than that, unless it's a like a super specific tweak to a vehicle. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, but um, this gives you, you know, an idea of what something is going to have handling wise. Like if you're talking, you know, a horse. Um. Uh, well, a trained horse is going to be plus one, same as a bicycle and a hovercraft. Cool. Whereas a horse-drawn cart, that's a little harder to handle. That's a minus one. True. And so on and so forth. And of yeah, course, you. And if I'm at the helm of my aircraft carrier, <laughs> that's going to be a minus three. 
Or if you're piloting a neural interfaced exoskeleton, you're going to have that plus four. Nice. That's four boost dice. Yeah. And Again. Stefan will still fucking ask for them. Yeah, he'll oh, yeah. ask for that fifth one, so you oh, might yeah. as well not even go any higher than four, because five is really just A lot. way out. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> uh, awesome. No, yeah, th- that's their recommendation, is that you not go above four. Um, yep. Cool. Or below it. And uh, then also we have the chart for um, table 3.2-14, Vehicle speeds in structured encounters, and um, well, let's talk. I think about that goes first. into speed. I yeah, think that goes into yeah. speed. Talk about which speed. is somebody else's job. Moving on. Next. <laughs> All right, I'll take over. Maximum speed there. <laughs> yeah. Gave me those controls. There you go. There you go. <laughs> take the so wheel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I shifted to H. H, which country is this car made into? <laughs> made it. It does not exist anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, of course, every car has, or every vehicle has handling. Also, will have a maximum speed. You know, there's certain things that it can't go beyond. So that will, this is represented by a certain number. It's not necessarily miles per hour or kilometers per hour or anything like that. It's a bit more narrative. And uh, usually, you know, every round you'll determine which which speed your vehicle goes to, and uh, you can slow down or accelerate. That'll be part of the turn and making decisions. Uh, that will uh, determine uh, when you decide that it determines which speeds your vehicle will be going in relation to other vehicles. And yeah, like Tony was mentioning, the uh, we have uh, the table there. But before the table, we'll have the effects of let's say current speeds. Uh, they do have a couple of uh, paragraphs about that. So when using your speed, you always track the current speed. A vehicle may be operating at any speed from zero to its maximum, uh, and then use maneuvers to accelerate or decelerate, and then. Uh, while the vehicle's current speed is, they say, is one or higher, there might be other effects, which we'll go to on the uh, on the table. So the table mentions, for example, speed one to five. So uh, speed zero, well, you're not moving at all. There are not much other effects going. Uh, speed one and two, you're still moving forward, but you're not that fast yet. Three and four then uh, some effects that can have is upgrading the difficulty of all piloting checks or driving, depending on the skill, uh, because when you're going that fast, that's, it's a little harder to control. Uh, you also add plus 20 to the result of any criticals you suffer as a result of a collision. Speed four has uh, fairly simple, fairly similar as well. Increasing the, I mean, speed upgrading. Five. Di- yeah, speed five. Sorry. Uh, yeah, three to four was the uh, previous uh, text I mentioned. Speed five, which is the maximum on the chart, uh, also forces you to upgrade the difficulty of combat checks and uh, well, combat checks targeting the vehicle, in addition to uh, difficulty of piloting. Uh, but in this case, you also upgrade twice when piloting. 
at the maximum speed almost uh, for most vehicles. And you had plus 40 this time to any collision. Right. Yep. Yeah, so what you got to remember is um, when you're um, at the beginning of your turn or at the end of the pilot or pilot's turn, mm-hmm. you'll move those number of range bands associated with your speed. So, you know, one to two, you'll move two range bands. Three to four, you'll move three. If you go in speed five, you'll re- you'll move four range bands. Um, so that'll affect what uh, what other people are doing in your group. If yeah, or if weapons or whatever. Yeah. That's it. Or depending if they're stationary, how fast you're moving in relation to them. It's like, well, by the time you're done moving, you're, you're four range bands away. If they decide to act afterwards, well, there'll be longer range for them to try and shoot at you or or affect you somehow. Yep. Yeah, so that's the effect of the current speed. And I was just starting to talk about, like, the steering. That's mm-hmm. like the pilot's job to keep it moving, right? <clears throat> and right. Um, as part of his movement, you know, the pilot would maybe make a piloting check, but we'll get into that. Um, but there are also other actions like performing a dangerous driving action. If you don't want to, if you want to ignore the safety manuals and road yeah. signs and, and the con- tolerances. And the, yeah. And the consideration <laughs> of the laws of physics, <laughs> if you want to do shit, you know, um, zigzagging through obstacles, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Um, so, uh, yeah. But or, after all of those things happen, then the GM would determine the final position of the vehicle. Yeah. But, um, that reminds me of a advantageous threat that uh, we once uh, did on the show, uh, setting in Keyforge. I decided my my character uh, decided to do something stupid, as I as I said it, trying to spin the uh, my right. opponent off the vehicle. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. So right. then, um, so then there, oh, there was one thing. The last paragraph in there on the next page, on page two twenty-two, is if the vehicle has more than one pilot, hmm. steering only occurs at the turn of the first pilot to act each round. Meaning, either at the be- like I said, at the beginning of that pilot's turn, or at the end of it. That's when you would move the. That's when you would move the vehicle. Okay, and then if there's another co-pilot, you know, if there's a second one piloting a vehicle, then you don't move the vehicle again. You just move it to one. Right. Um, and if there's no pilot who could steer it, it still moves, but it does so at the end of the round. You don't want to move that until the end of the round. Um, and then this way you can determine what objects and what location you're at, and it might hit along the way. So exactly, that's a very subtle thing that when I was reading this, I missed this when we were doing our, when I had reviewed this before our last, my, the actual play that I ran, um, because this, it wouldn't, this condition wouldn't have come up for us, right? Where nobody's driving the vehicle. Well, maybe, well, maybe when Jabberjaw was playing his drums, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, Details, details. (laughs) Details, but it's subtle, right? I mean, we did, I, that was a little different. I tweaked those a bit to, to fit a race. Um, that wasn't actually a chase, but in a way it was, um, cause you want to get in first place, but, but still so that's subtle. <laughs> so before we go on, is there anything else? Is there anything you wanted to mention, Tony, about that? Do we no. miss anything in there? No, but well, I mean, part of the steering and part of the movement is the collisions paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's it. Yep. Because like you said, uh, if, if, if there's no pilot, it, it might run into something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no might. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. And, yep. There are occasions when vehicles will run into terrain uh, around them or a nearby vehicle, including when characters decide to drive their vehicle into another vehicle. In the case of a minor collision, all vehicles involved uh, suffer a single critical hit. You subtract its defense rating times 10 from the amount rolled. Uh, and if the result is reduced to zero or less, the vehicle's shields or defenses absorb the critical hit and nullified it. Cool. Um, so in this case, where um, for collisions, it's one of the, it breaks the rule of Genesis critical hits that it can't go below one. It can take it below zero. And if it does, it's nullified. Hmm. Uh, yep. And in the case of major collisions, all vehicles involved suffer a critical hit as well. Subtract the vehicle's defense times five from the critical hit result. If the result is reduced to zero or less, the critical hit is canceled. So this really kind of comes makes that defense rating even more appropriate. And we'll talk about the defense ratings. Yep, um, yep. But those collisions are rolled on a on a critical hit chart, and yep. um, at your discretion, some particularly large vehicles. This is important. Um, might be able to ignore collisions with very small vehicles. However, larger vehicles have a harder time avoiding collisions with terrain features. So just keep that in mind. If you're, I would gotcha. say, if if you're dealing with um, uh, vehicles that are two uh, silhouettes larger or more um that's when you start considering it right so my um so my um big ship you uh, you may have to consider that small little iceberg in front of me <laughs> damn right <laughs> trying to cross the oh i had no idea <laughs> yep. but the little fucking tie fighter that just crashed on my death star is fine don't yep. have to worry about that all right yep. that's a, that makes sense that was a nap <laughs> and speaking of which, that's actually a good a good segue into silhouettes. Mm -hmm. So this would be the not only it's the size; it's like an it's an abstract number to describe the size and mass relative to other vehicles. So um, definitely factors heavily into the you know the calculation of being able to attack different targets. So if you have a target that's much bigger than you'd be easier to hit and vice versa. So you would go back on, on those, the earlier pages, I think it was page one Oh nine or something like that. Um, where if you are two silhouettes or higher than, or smaller than what you're trying to attack, you get a boost eye. So in this case, it would, it would come into play here too. Um, and silhouettes range from 10 to, or 0 to 10. Um, human being silhouette 1. Um, and uh, average size human. Um, silhouette 2 would be, you know, most cars and animals, like, you know, horses or, you know, the, yeah. right, you know, the rogue one out down in my garage. And then um, <laughs> fighter jets, planes, tractor trailer trucks would be silhouette 3 to 4. But then that aircraft carrier that I wanted to turn on a dime, that would be pretty much anywhere in, you know, silhouette five through ten. And I believe the Death Star was 
10, Silhouette 10, I believe. Yep. Right? I think they had said that in the, you know, your planet size. <laughs> small moons. Small vehicles. Moons. Yeah, it's a small moon. What is that? It's a small moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's but yes, yes, the Death Star is the high end of the limit of the system <laughs> yeah. with 10. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah, although, much. although you can't have vehicles even bigger than that. So, you know, They're that, 10. Then, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I mean, a drone would be silhouette zero, right? A small drone, I would think, yeah. would be a silhouette zero that you're flying around. Depending. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a predator drone, it'd probably be silhouette one. Um, but... Uh, and a good thing to note, if you're if you turn your body into a flying object or vehicle, if you use magic to fly, or if you are using a jetpack or rocket boots, you're you're a you are a vehicle of that silhouette yep. uh, of the size of your body. So if you're a silhouette one creature, you're a silhouette one vehicle. There you go. That's awesome. That's yep. good. That's good. I think that's probably all we needed to really say about silhouette. That's pretty straightforward. Everybody's yep. pretty familiar with pretty familiar with that. So what's next, Tony? What do we got? Well, we have the hull trauma threshold. So hull trauma threshold is a reflection of the vehicle's sturdiness and its resistance to damage. Uh, the sturdiness of a ship's hull and mast, the quality of a bicycle's chain and gears. The resilience of a tank's frame are all represented by the hull trauma threshold. Um, Like wound threshold for players, the hull trauma threshold represents the amount of physical damage a vehicle can suffer before it is rendered inoperable or destroyed. Mm -hmm. In game terms, when the vehicle exceeds its hull trauma threshold, one of two things happen. If it is occupied by only unimportant characters, such as minion NPCs, it is, wow, I think that's like the first time in Genesis they actually call them NPCs. Mm. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, such as minions. Yeah, yeah such as yeah. minion adversaries. Mm-hmm. It is simply destroyed. Crashes, crumples, flips over, explodes, whatever. Nice. Um, TIE Fighters, go boom. Okay. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, if it is occupied by a plot-relevant character, a.k.a. player characters, or nemesis adversaries or important rival named rivals yeah yep uh it suffers a critical hit and becomes inoperable so yeah that's why plot yeah that's right (laughs) um and uh it when it uh until its hull trauma is reduced it to its or until sorry until its hull trauma is reduced to its hull trauma threshold or below that's the words mm-hmm. all of its components are considered compromised yes and then we got a, a little Sidebar. please note the uh, vehicle components on page 221 is a big sidebar that's a nice yeah. one that's a good one you want to go and, through it uh, um eh, i i've got us going through it elsewhere ah, okay in the notes i believe well um but uh the important thing is when you're talking about hull threshold the important thing is to talk about repairing it because that's where it gets important 
So we have two sidebars on page 222 with the hull trauma threshold. We have repairing hull trauma and emergency repairs. Right. So, so while systems, uh, system strain and the results of critical hits are temporary, hull trauma is more permanent. Repairing hull trauma requires three things, proper facilities, money, and time. Um, proper facilities have the tools, the light, the parts, and the workspace available. Uh, so we recommend paying 100 units of whatever fundage you have in your system mm -hmm. to repair one point of hull trauma. Um, but the cost can fluctuate based on your character's reputation, the scarcity of parts, other factors at the GM's discretion. Um, a good rule of thumb for light damage, which is up to a quarter of the vehicle's total hull threshold, should take an amount of time measured in days, while any damage over that takes weeks or even months to repair. Gotcha. So your AT montage of repairing a vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah one, it's going to take time and money. And one thing that we, one very important thing that we have that we that we need to mention here is um, that this hull trauma threshold is measured on a planetary scale, um, not a personal scale, which means one hull trauma equals 10 wounds on an individual. So you're going to multiply that number by 10. So I know we've had mentioned that before, but... Um, oh, it's important to know. Thank yep, you. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if you throw a grenade at a vehicle and it does 15 points of damage, it only does one. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's got to do at least 10 to do one. Yep. One thing, so. All right, cool. Okay, and then the other part here we were talking about, uh, or, or the other sidebar, is the emergency repairs. So people may want to do some emergency repairs in the middle of a, an encounter. There's a way of doing that. The crew or the pilot uh, with hull trauma that exceeds the hull trauma threshold may attempt emergency repairs by scavenging all available parts from the vehicle and making a hard mechanics check uh, success brings the vehicle back to a semblance of life. Um, the vehicle reduces its hull trauma to one point below its full threshold. Uh, so if your vehicle has 10 point hull threshold and you had taken 12 points of damage to it and it was inoperable and you perform this and you succeed, it goes down to nine. If it had 20 points of damage to it and you perform this task, and I'm your GM, I'm going to upgrade your check, but if you succeed, it goes back to nine. All you need is one simple success. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, and the important is the vehicle reduces its hull trauma by, uh, by one point. Below the trauma uh, but threshold. It's defenses. Sorry. What, homie? Oh, I was just going to, I was just going to say that the, Below its hull tra trauma threshold. That's what you had just mentioned. Right. Um, but its defenses, hull, navigation, and weapons remain compromised until it receives more intensive repairs. So yeah. all those systems are still All those vehicle components. Yep. All those yes. components are still compromised. So, But at yeah, least you're not going to be vented into space. <laughs> it can, yeah. You, you if can you're truck space. along. Yes, that's it. Sure can. You, 
you've held a, the frame long enough to cross the finish line or uh, <laughs> yep. or get to where you're going but uh-huh. <laughs> it's being kept held together by bondo duct tape and sheer will of force exactly <laughs> the air the air conditioning is shot the radio is not working uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> heat, heat warmers forget it <laughs> all right so who wants to tackle the next one system strain i'll do it all right all right system strain so uh, like uh like uh NPC, not NPCs, but PCs and Nemesis, they have system. They have a strain threshold. This was, uh, they call it system strain for a vehicle. Uh, represents the vehicle's ability to function under rigorous use and the point at which it overheats, depletes its power source, or ceases functioning. So this can represent uh, a sailing ship's uh, moving parts like the tiller and ropes uh, in a future stick battle suit it might represent the state of the yard you know reactor its linear motors whatever pistons etc my camaro trying to get up my the camaro that i used to have to get up the my driveway in the winter yeah there you go (laughs) the icy driveway in the winter yeah so the drivetrain the uh you know the tires (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah the electrical system trying to start it because it's too cold that's true Forgot to so, plug it in to heat that uh, engine block like they do up in Canada. Do you have to? Do you have to do that? Do you have to plug in your vehicles uh, there, Stefan? When you're done, a lot of places do. Uh, I haven't done it in years, but uh, gotcha. I have done it in other cars. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, so yes, <laughs> yep, it's cold. It's cold outside. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, most often the vehicle system strain. Uh, suffers system strain due to actions of its crew because they, they're pushing it to or beyond its uh, breaking point, you know, pushing its, its cap- capabilities. Driving a tank over rough ground, sailing a ship through a storm might cause system strain, uh, as well as pushing a, the engine of a car beyond its intended limits. So, you know, we really need that boost. So, okay, punch it, push the nitro in. Like, you know, bit of strain there. There you go. <laughs> Yep. So you you can spend threat on the pilot's check to inflict system strain on the vehicle, representing the character's haste or carelessness, you know, because they really want to get that action, uh, you know, whatever it is their action that they're trying to perform. Uh, so like the strain threshold of a player character, the system strain represents the stress that the vehicle can tolerate before it overheats, breaks down, overloads. Or generally ceases to function temporarily. So in game terms, the vehicle exceeds the, the strain threshold. The vehicle speed drops down to zero at the beginning of the following round. So you have a bit of time before the ship slows down or vehicle uh, until the system strain is reduced to its system strain threshold or below. Its components cease functioning. So they're not compromised, but they stop functioning. Same difference. Same difference. <laughs> when you're in the middle of combat, yeah, probably the same difference. But yeah. it might be easier to if you manage to get out of it. You know, uh, it might not be as hard to uh, or as long or expensive to repair. 
Right. Uh, and, and what's and what's nice about that, and we'll go into this when we get into combat, you can only repair hull once during combat, but you can re- repair system strain more than once during combat. We'll go into more details about that later. So. Well, that's it. And like a hull threshold, um, hull trauma, uh, system uh, strain is planetary scale, meaning one point of system strain equals 10 strain on a living being. So... Uh, but uh, important to know is that unlike personal strain, system strain cannot be recovered by uh, spending advantage. It can only be restored through actions taken by the crew or slowly over time. I did not realize that. I read that today, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I did not realize that. I totally missed that. Yep, That's so interesting because you got to yep. have – that actually forces your other players in the group, right? If there's more than – if you're on a vehicle that has different stations, if you have four people on it on a vehicle mm-hmm. one of them should be repairing that system strain if the well, pilot it. is doing it's his job or her job stressing mm-hmm. out the vehicle getting away or catching up to somebody doing that oh, system that's... strain pushing it to the yep. limit you should have a engineer or whatever on there the co-pilot it, keeping it healed. You know? yeah co-pilot yeah, yeah. co-pilot uh, manages uh, some of those so we can try to remove uh system strain mm-hmm. so there there is a little sidebar about that who wants to read the sidebar then Oh, sidebar? Sure, I can do that. Yeah, so removing system strain. Um, you know, any any crew member can can aid the vehicle in removing system strain by doing repairs and damage control, such as, you know, you're rebooting systems, bypassing fried circuits, flipping breakers, putting out electrical fires. Um, mm-hmm. and that's going to be um, done during the damage control action on page 228 we'll go into all those too when we start talking yeah. about combat once we're doing our deeper drive see tony still saying it <laughs> um <laughs> but vehicles can also recover slow system strain slowly over time like you know players player characters do i was gonna say players do um well that that too depending <laughs> have oh, you guys yeah. recovered you recovered yet, Stefan, from me um, killing your character the other night? <laughs> no, no, because it compounds. No. Because I've got two characters now, so it's even more difficult to kind of to recover. <laughs> That's true. You got uh, just talk to me when you get when you lose four, like I have. Yeah, because I've got one critical. Tony's I've got a go. critical screen hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so back to this. So, for uh, after a f- every full day, a vehicle spends without taking more system strain. You can reduce the si- system strain by one. So, fixes itself apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it just cools, cools down. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, alrighty then. Well, I'll go into the protection. Mm. So the types of protection we have for our vehicles, similar to the ve- what we have for personal protection in defense and armor. Mm. Um. So um. Basically. It says it here in generic terms, it's an amalgam of the maneuverability, the durability of its hull, strength of its shields, thickness of its armor. Um, some settings, it could be as simple as thick wood or metal plating. Others could be like reactive armor or diamond hard carbon panels or energy shields or something like that. So, um, so when we're talking about defense, it's going to... Um, it's the ability that it it's reflects the vehicle's ability to completely deflect or reduce the damage of incoming attacks through, you know, amulet of armor or shields. Um, 
point defense systems, um, illusory duplicates. Oh, mirror image, right? Yeah. (laughs) And other technologies there. Um, So it works the same as you would, um, as as it does for personal. So every point of defense, every, you know, every rank in defense, I guess, you would add a setback die to any incoming attack roll made against a vehicle. It's like a shield uh, a warrior would uh, would wield. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then you have armor, which is the second line of defense. And this will be reduced. Now, the, the armor, this acts as the vehicle's soak equivalent. Um, and at, uh, you know, defensive plating, you know, you got a big tank, you know, you got your defensive plating there that would soak a certain amount of damage points. Um and it would soak, and the vehicle's armor soaks a number of damage equal to the armor rating. Now remember, with vehicles, it's on a planetary scale. So that that grenade that Tony's character may have thrown at the tank that did 15 points of damage, if my tank has an armor rating of 10, it's going to soak up 10 of those points. So for every um, for every point of vehicle armor... It's equivalent to 10 points of soak on a personal scale. Okay. So that grenade Sweet. would have had to have done 100 points of damage. Uh, that grenade would have had to do... Armor. The tank, well, if the tank has an armor of 1, the grenade would have had to do 20 points of damage. Right. To do 1 point of damage, hull damage. Right. right. So. I thought you were saying the tank has an armor rating of 10. Holy cats. That's what yeah, I heard. That's what I understood. Did I say well. 10? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. That's no, okay. Our armor rating of one. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah, usually uh, in Genesis, armor ratings don't go up to 10 very rarely. One, two, three, four, maybe, but. <laughs> right. No, I think on the, like the battleship, it was maybe four, maybe five. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So, all right. So that's protection. Yes. Always good to cool. have protection. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next we got, I mean, the other element that we have on our vehicles are vehicle weapons. So vehicle weapons like the uh, hull trauma, system strain, and the armor are in the um, planetary scale. Um, so they deal damage based on planetary scale. So if it gets a... Um, plus one damage to the base damage that's done on planetary scale. And it's done just like a normal weapon. So if a, uh, let's say, let's just say a, a vehicle mounted laser has a rating of four. Um, that's going to be four planetary scale, planetary scale damage. And it's going to do that base damage plus one for every uncanceled success. Uh, just like normal weapon damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the critical hit ratings we, uh, weapons have are going to be the same um, yep. as they are on personal weapons. Um, that's the number of advantage needed to activate critical. Yep. And um, the ranges go into a little different uh, thing here on personal scale versus planetary scale. So when we're dealing with planetary or personal scale, we have the range bands of engaged, short, medium, long, extreme. When we're dealing with planetary scale, we add a, another range band. 
and that's strategic range. And um, so it goes from engaged, short, medium, long, extreme, and strategic. Yep. Yeah, think of strategic as being that non-line-of-sight cannons, something over the horizon, um, yeah. something that's out only of sight. Through, yeah, only through instrumentation, like, you know, sensors, whatever. Inter intercontinental ballistic missiles. Yeah. You know, yeah. would you like and to I, play a game? <laughs> and I forgot yeah. to mention um, <laughs> on critical hits, and I probably should mention it, that um, if you your role generates enough advantage to generate multiple critical hits just like with personal scale weapons you're just going to add an additional plus 10 to the critical hit roll not roll multiple crits right um and so just i wanted to mention that because i had forgotten it and i did mm -hmm. notice that they do make a distinction between a critical hit on a personal scale and a critical hit on a on a planetary scale they're calling them critical hits when you're hitting vehicles and it's critical injuries when you're hitting yeah. on a, on a personal scale. So right. if you guys want to think about it that way, a little bit of terminology, I've seen it, I've seen it repeated here throughout these rules. So it does have its own table yeah. do. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have two last things about weapons. Um, and they're important in that, uh, uh, I'll go into the first one, which is the special qualities of weapons. Those are going to be the same ones that are in the uh, personal weapons section of the book, which is in Chapter 5 of the equipment section of the core rulebook. They're all the same ones. Some only apply to certain things, obviously. But um, the, the special qualities are all listed there. Right. However... Sure. What's not listed there and what's listed right here on page 224 is firing arc. So every vehicle weapon um, entry is going to have this firing arc. And this is the direction or directions a weapon can be fired based on its mounting. There are speci they're specified in the individual profiles and generally a narrative constraint rather than a hard mechanical limitation. It's just when the GM says, I'm sorry, he's in front of you and you want to use your rocket launcher, which is rear mounted, you're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those times when the GM tells you no. Yep. Unless it's mounted on a turret. Yes. And it can turn the 360. Yeah. Yeah. That is more <laughs> of a more of a um, what do you call it? a narrative Thing, the firing arc yeah so so yes yeah. everybody you do have you will if you would like to use these the firing arcs in your game um you will have to keep track of facing and relative position of people um you need, to, you need to know what starboard and port means <laughs> no you don't aft and <laughs> aft and four hey they that's what they have in here starboard and port remember oh, port gosh. has three let four letters in it so it's left uh, that's the left side <laughs> Yeah, starboard is a right because starboard has an R in it. So does port, but port is four letters. Yeah, but four letters like just like the word left. So. Wow, aft, aft is, you know, ass behind. in your ass. Okay, so it it's behind after. you. It's, it's after. <laughs> right. And then four is, forward. I don't know, it's in the forward. Right. Yes. See? Forward right there, moving forward. 
Gaily I had forward. to say that because the arcs are <laughs> port, starboard, aft, and four. Got to know those, yeah. right? If Gosh, you if you're a gamer and you don't know what port and starboard are, <sighs> are, you really, are you really a gamer? <laughs> that's how I, you should question yourself. That's how I do remember starboard and port. <laughs> yeah. Port has port is left because it has four letters and so does left. So yeah, yeah. that's how I remember. To me, it. port is just a sweet wine. So <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, all that's right. all our vehicle weapons uh, and how they work. Uh, yeah, those we, are when we use like, them. What, yeah, those, those characteristics. Yeah, yeah. When we use them, we go into combat. So we should probably. Probably do that. Yep. Let's. All right. So now let's talk about planetary scale versus personal scale. Going a little bit more detail on that. Um, so Stefan, yes, you said that this first line is incorrect. Vehicles are bigger than people. Well, not all of them, but most of them are. Yes. Yes. That tricycle <laughs> you took out this morning that would be smaller than you. I know. Yes, a bit more. <laughs> It didn't stand a chance against me, but, you know. But the ones that they're talking about are tend to move faster than people, have oh, bigger yeah. weapons, um, and powerful, and you know, weapons that are more powerful than maybe somebody can carry. Yeah. Right? Um, so they've created something called planetary scale as opposed to personal scale. Um, and it's the same, like Tony had said, it's personal scale. That's all it is. It's engaged short, medium, long, extreme range, but they've added the sixth range band, which is the strategic range that we're talking about, um, that operate on, a, like we said, a planetary scale, the intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic missiles, if you guys would like to play a game, mm -hmm. right, um, as an example. Over-the-horizon missiles, you know, non-line-of-sight weapons, um, like your cannons you know not only is that cannons your battleships you know um fighting in world war ii they'd fire over the horizon that's it such. usually these usually these kind of weapons will yeah you know, will require advanced sensors or uh, mm -hmm. magnification technologies as you mentioned booster rockets yeah those kinds of things um like i said indirect fire with artillery ranges and the difficulty to make a range combat a check is going to be formidable. Going to be five purple. Yeah. To do it. Um, so what do we have for planetary scale combat? I'll hand that over. Well, when dealing, a, uh, when dealing with weapons and armor and hull trauma thresholds, every point is equal to 10 points of equivalent characteristic. Like we talked before. The personal scale, yeah. The base damage of a mount uh, of three mounted on a helicopter is three points of damage when fired at another vehicle, but 30 points of damage when fired at a human. Oh. Uh, conversely, human-sized weapons such as an assault rifle will take need to do 10 points of damage to do um, inflict any damage, uh, to do one point of damage to the helicopter. And that's if it had no defense. Mm -hmm. um, so note to GMs, and this probably should be in bold here. Yeah, it is. Um, note to GMs, planetary scale weapons deal massive amounts of damage to people, to individuals. Most hits deal enough 
to far exceed a character's wound threshold, automatically incapacitating the target. However, you may feel this is insufficient to represent the power of these weapons. And I use this rule. Uh, this is an optional rule. So you may have the characters add 50 plus 50 to a resulting critical injury when they exceed their threshold. Yeah. Plus 50. <laughs> that way, if you roll that way, if you roll 100, auto plus yeah. 50, <laughs> they are no more. Yep. They are snuffing. Dead. Pink they mist. Eat ashes. <laughs> they a day. Uh, <laughs> also, note that to avoid having weapons such as pistols deal critical hits to heavily armored combat craft, their damage must exceed uh, a starship's armor before the shot can inflict a critical hit. Yeah, I would go one further than that, that it needs to exceed the ship's armor plus 10 damage. You need to at least do one hull point of damage to it. You think? Or just the armor? Well, just the armor you're would be You're not doing hull. You're not doing well, but you're not doing hull damage at that point. No, you need but to exceed the armor. You need to so if a, so if a starship's armor go back to the tank, right? Yeah. With our one armor, right? If you do eleven points of damage to it, you tell me that it takes one point of um, hull damage? No, you have to do twenty points of damage. Yes. Um, yeah. In my opinion, yes. I know yeah, that's yeah. not the way the rule reads. It no, is. That's it. So instead of but, maybe that maybe that bullet, maybe that's the way they're explaining it represents that once a bullet has exceeded the armor, it's inside, let's say, the tank's armor, but it's not doing hull damage. But it might hit. It's yeah. still doing a critical hit uh, to a, a component. Maybe the brake line is right. hit. Out. Or the pilot. <laughs> yeah, or the, the pilot gets hit by... Okay. Uh, I don't know. That's maybe one reason they wrote it that's that a way. Good, that's a good example there, yeah. Stefan. You know what? I will. I will. Um, yes. But, I but if you, yeah. But if you want to run it in your game where you have to actually exceed by, ten, I think you it know, would be situation. It yeah. should be. Like yeah. if somebody's telling me, "Hey, I want to fire. I want to shoot at that helicopter coming towards me, but I'm going to shoot out the glass. I want to try and shoot the pilot." Yeah. Right. Oh, you see, yeah. You see that in movies a lot. Just you exceed. Know? Yep. Just exceed its armor. I'm fine with that, you know. Yeah. You see the armor. See the armor of, uh, you know, by one, and you sort of hit the the, the fuel line, or uh, then it's, you know, that, that's when you see sometimes in movies people shooting with their handguns, but of course the helicopter itself is not seriously damaged, but something uh, is very fragile, fragile in there, and suddenly the rotor is, is smoking because the bullet hit uh, the coolant. We're not okay. using movies as an example here because I've seen no, no. 80s action movies where somebody with a handheld machine gun freaking took out a freaking helicopter and it fucking yeah, exploded yeah. with one bullet. I'll yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be maybe a bit more over the top, but you can, in a role playing game, you might allow it to, uh, to cause a critical hit. It's no, no additional bonuses. You know, it doesn't get plus 10 or plus 50, obviously, but. Right. So I mentioned earlier, I and well, the reason why Chris handed me this, um, I mentioned earlier that all the weapon qualities are found in Chapter 5. I stand 
corrected because there is one item quality that sits right here in the vehicle weapon section and that is the personal scale so if you have a vehicle mounted weapon with the item quality personal scale that means it does personal scale damage that's um the machine gun on the side of a helicopter or yeah. a grenade launcher on the top of an NP apc armored personnel carrier by the way for those of you who don't know but you're yeah. dorky gamers like us so you know what the apc means right. most likely <laughs> quality has the following rule and this is in bold the vehicle weapons entire profile uses personal scale instead of planetary scale that yeah. means it's range it's critical hit table because it uses the critical injury table mm -hmm. um it's damage all of that yeah and it does not get plus 50 uh, on the critical injury because uh, it's not a massive weapon it's a personal weapon if you hit somebody with it correct yeah I know. that's a good a good um call out there Stefan, for sure mm -hmm. okay so there's more to vehicle combat we need to get into it who wants to start with the types of vehicle combat well like you want to Stefan, or you want me to take it oh go ahead you. okay all right well um so in vehicle combat, we're going to have, there are two types, like Tony said. There's going to be small vehicle combat. Uh, there's three. And there's three. You're right. There's three. <laughs> there, there's small vehicle combat, capital ship combat, and mixed a mix between person, personal and vehicle combat. Um, mm -hmm. So let's get into let's let's get into these a little bit. Um, basically, um, so vehicle combat, you follow the same rules as regular combat, right? Everybody, everybody has a maneuver, an action. You roll initiative. Um, but this, what we're going to be going over is what tweaks to those. What are they laying on top of the rules here for combat that are specific for vehicles? Okay. Um, and then, uh, so this first one is small vehicle combat. We're talking about tanks, fighter jets, personal spacecraft, riding your bike, <laughs> yeah, yeah the you, attack know, walkers. Um, you know, the attack walkers, um, has a pilot will have one vehicle maneuver, um, and one vehicle action, or you could do two vehicle maneuvers during each turn. Okay. And it's going to be pretty abstract, um, especially when you have when you're doing like maybe dogfights with fighter fighter planes. You're not going to really be keeping track of every um, what is it called U-turn, barrel roll, whatever. Yeah. Um, on, unless you're into that mile. thing, I don't know. Yes. You could be using the. Um, I've I actually played a Star Wars game RPG game with the x-wing rules so we were doing barrel rolls and all that and we munged that together that's a thought if you guys want to do that that's that was pretty interesting to do um but just remember that the vehicles are you're striving to get advantage you're striving to move forward and get next to somebody um you really yeah. can't map all that out so it is a little more abstract here um yeah. and then we just use skill checks and then we add to the narrative you just talk to the narrative there 
um, advantages, triumphs could be, you know, I'm thinking the first thing that pops in my mind when I'm like, oh, that pilot just rolled a triumph would be Maverick in Top Gun putting on the brakes, going to let them drive right by us, right? That'd be, yeah. you know, that'd be a triumph or at least three advantage, right? On his piloting check, I would think. <clears throat> so, so that's small vehicle combat. And then you've got, then you've got the larger capital ship combat. Those are your battleships, uh, ships of the lines, whether it's space or on on the water or underwater. Yeah. Uh, so uh, by necessity, of course, still we abstract the uh, the combat, uh, and then the number of crew and involved as well especially with large large ships where dozens of people or hundreds uh everyone's doing something but that doesn't mean they get a a, a die roll or a, an action roll so small vehicles and combat capital ship like small vehicles capital ships can only perform one vehicle maneuver and one vehicle action or two vehicle maneuvers during their tour their turn as they are directed by either the pilot or the captain so along with the pilot, each additional crew member can use their personal action and maneuvers to crew weapons, operate sensors, move about the ship. Uh, this all happens, you know, in the same round, subject to initiative order, just like personal combat. Um, they say also something to remember concerning vehicle combat with capital ships is that each capital ship is likely to have hundreds or thousands of crew, like I just mentioned. So the so the GM and players. Do not track all of their initiative slots. Boy, I'm uh, glad they mentioned it. Bad they had that call yeah, out in here. That's it. And the action. I so want to roll. Combat. I so want to roll what a million in, initiative checks for the yeah, stormtroopers on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I roll. I run to take the uh, the turbo lift. <laughs> right. Fine. Five years later. <laughs> okay, we're on round two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh no, we forgot this one guy in the cafeteria. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, instead you just focus on those individuals who are doing things that are pertinent to the encounter. You know, mm-hmm. someone manning the shields or the guns, and right. so forth. That's it. Someone wants yeah. to do some repairs. Fine, let's go. There's a call out here, and you know, if you're doing two capital ships against each other, the, mm-hmm. the you know, if the players have obviously control of one, um, feel free to have you know a couple of uh, friendly NPCs assisting Uh, Mm -hmm. but the the key is is that you want each bank of weapons so if you're looking at a broad side of weapons to have one gunnery crew role um engineering section is going to have one engineering role your your command crew is going to have one command role and your piloting crew is going to have one piloting role and that's about as far as you need to go you know yeah um yeah and And you can have your and and you can have your and you can have your character, the characters, the PCs, um, in each of those sections leading them, right? You have your gunners as the top gunner, right? Making you rolling, making your PCs roll, right, for gunnery. Mm -hmm. But you give them a boost die or two because of the crew that's there, you know. Yeah, representing sensors or whatever. Uh, Scotty is the leader of the engineer. Of course, Kirk is the is the command and. What are you talking about there, Stefan? <laughs> you know what? This, as you were reading that, Stefan, through the capital mm-hmm. ship combat, I was just thinking about just how well this goes with 
boarding actions where you can have in the same combat, you can be boarding another ship, doing regular personal combat, moving to one room, taking over engineering. Yet at the yeah. same time, you could still have those capital ships firing on each other. Oh yeah, and that you know gets I mean? me to the third and final type of combat, which oh, is really? mixed personal and vehicle mm. combat. Yeah. Segway man. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes characters might engage vehicles despite being on foot. The battle might contain armor and infantry elements, or characters on characters on foot might even be pursued by animal enemies in small vehicles such as motorcycles or horses. Um and in this case, your boarding actions would be included in the small unit uh, personal scale combat going on same time as vehicle scale. Uh, although, I love this, although foot soldiers generally do not appreciate fighting tanks, they do have <laughs> one advantage. They yeah. are harder to hit. <laughs> as <Yeah>. smaller <laughs> targets, they are harder to hit. Whereas infantry can hit tanks much easier that's right um the difficulty for combat checks is based on range smaller individuals will get bonuses based on their silhouette mm-hmm. uh, yep. to hit larger foes um and of course larger foes will have difficulty hitting smaller foes based on their silhouette yep so everything plays out normally both initiatives are rolled you say you've got this capital ship battle going and your characters are on a small shuttle. So you've got this huge capital ship battle in, say, a setting with space and laser swords and... Um, yeah, and, maybe. Yeah. And space wizards. And space wizards. Um, so you've got mm-hmm. these, these two big capital ships blasting away at each other. Characters are on a shuttle. They have some small vehicle combat as they go against some enemy fighters, and they're trying to board that other enemy capital ship you got the capital ship combat going on you got the small vehicle combat going on and when they land inside the hangar hopefully with their shuttle intact um, roughly the enemy ship now you have personal scale going on and you can have all three going on at once yes absolutely yes you can yes you can so do we want to do we want to call out the sidebar here Pilot yes. only maneuvers and actions first before we move on. Okay, yeah, let's do that. do that. There are some good nuggets in this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, there really is. The key thing is, is that we're going to go into the list. We're not going to dial into each and every one and what it does, but we're going to go through the list of maneuvers and actions. And there's a sidebar that tells you what Chris wants to say. Yeah. So, um, so there are going to be maneuvers and actions specified as pilot only, okay? Um, those are ones that affect the current speed and positioning of the vehicle, all right? Um, so each vehicle is limited to how swiftly it can move. Um, therefore, maneuvers and actions are limited, and then we'll go into those. Like, hey, if, you have, if you're going at speed four plus, you can only do this maneuver right or action um now this is pretty key here a vehicle can benefit from only one pilot only action per round that's important that's very important even though you have a co-pilot 
Okay. Yeah. You can only mm-hmm. benefit from one pilot only action per round. Okay. The vehicle can benefit from one pilot only maneuver per round. It can benefit from a second pilot only maneuver if it suffers two system strain. And if the vehicle has a single pilot, the pilot must also suffer two strain to perform two maneuvers, just like your regular combat rules. Again, we're layering on top of the regular combat these vehicle rules. So if you want to take two maneuvers and an action in a round, you know you have to spend two strain. But if you're in a vehicle, the vehicle has to take that two strain as well. But if you have a co-pilot. Yep. Yeah. Talk to that. Yeah, if so, so if you have, they can, in case of two different pilots, each can perform a pilot-only maneuver, but the ship still suffers that system strain, yep. or the vehicle still suffers that system strain. Right, and your pilots don't, because no, they're, exactly. sharing the, they're sharing the stress, but the vehicle is still being stressed out. Right so, on. Yep. yep, that's a good, yeah. So that's, again, you got to keep, keep these things and keep... You know these um these rules as we're going through them they're just kind of added to what's already been introduced in the core rules here. That's it. So now before we list off the maneuvers, I would like to just say that each maneuver has a description to it, yes. uh, and it's specific. Each maneuver and action is going to tell you three things. Uh, well, besides the narrative part of it all, it's going right. to tell you is it pilot only? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. What silhouette vehicles can do it, yes. and what current speed that you're going, because there are some maneuvers and actions that you cannot take if you're not going, going fast enough. Fast enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Stefan, what do we got for maneuvers? All right. There's quite a few. Uh, the first one is, of course, to punch it. <laughs> Basically, you're gunning it, pressing on the gas, uh, firing the afterburners, so accelerating. And so you're increasing your vehicle's current speed by one or more up to the maximum of the vehicle's maximum speed. And then your vehicle will they'll suffer system strain equal to the uh, speed increase minus one to a minimum of zero. So if you're only going from speed three to speed four, you're only increasing it by one, minus one is zero. You're not pushing it that hard. But if you're going from speed two all the way to speed five, then you're going to take a bit of strain. So that's a difference of three minus one, two points. Yeah. Nice. Because you're definitely punching it a little harder, you know, the pedal to the metal. Right. And, and then, then, of course, it, the inverse it, of that is right. decelerate, which right. is, yep. works the same way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, and any silhouette can do it. It, it. You can be at any current speed. Yeah. And it is a pilot-only maneuver. So we'll want to call whereas, those out when we... Whereas oh, deceleration, yeah, you have to be going at least one speed to well, decelerate. Yep. So if you're at zero, you're not going anywhere you're not well <laughs> well really you'll be reversing right when you be yeah no. when you reverse far no. enough you'll be it's still speed no. you're still you're just moving. accelerating speed oh. one in reverse yeah gotcha. okay yeah. there you go all right and that is also of course 
pilot only, any silhouette can decelerate, of course, and like you said, at least a speed of one or higher. Gotcha. All right. And we have, and we have what brace for him. And we have brace for impact. Uh, are we are we alternating these? Or are you going to do those? Oh no! Go alternate? ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, brace for impact. Pilot only. Any silhouette can do it, and you can be at any speed when you do it. So the pilot uses this maneuver once per round to position the vehicle to minimize the incoming damage. So until the beginning of the pilot's next turn, whenever you're it's dealt damage, um, you can have the pilot can have the vehicle suffer system strain up to its silhouette rating to soak up that amount of damage to a minimum of zero to reduce the damage it suffers by that amount. Um, and then additionally, until the beginning of the pilot's next turn, whenever the vehicle suffers a critical hit, you can also suffer system strain up to its silhouette to reduce the critical hit result by 10 per point of strain you spend this way to a minimum of zero. Um, and then the result, if the result is reduced by zero, the critical hit is canceled. So again, like Tony had mentioned earlier, called out, if you do res reduce that critical hit result to zero or more, you don't suffer the critical hit. As opposed to critical injuries, a lot of those, a lot of those talents will reduce it to one, so you still at least take a critical hit, or a critical injury, I should say. So, so that's brace for impact. Very good. What else we got there, Stefan? What's the next one? Uh, the next one is evade. Uh, yeah. Pilot only still. Uh, a, has to be silhouette from zero to four. Nothing oh, bigger. Man. Yeah, if you I, I can't be evading. I can't be evading in my um, aircraft carrier. <laughs> uh, not very well. No, Bummer. no. <laughs> and you have to be going pretty fast at speed three or higher. So your little bicycle, even though you are only silhouette uh, one, might not be able to evade. <laughs> if, you're little, if you're not going fast enough, once per round, yeah, the, the pilot may perform the maneuver to dodge incoming fire. So until the beginning of the pilot's next turn, uh, any attacks made against uh, the vehicle uh, is upgraded once. So, uh, by and by the the characters in the vehicle. So, anyone aboard the other vehicle trying to hit you, they get their uh, attacks upgraded. Nice. Gotcha. The last we What's, have reposition. Yeah. Reposition is again pilot only silhouette any and current speed one or better because you have to be moving to move. Um, the pilot may move the vehicle one range band. This would indicate, you know, you're avoiding obstacles. You're veering back and forth. You're moving, uh, you're closing and widening the distance in a chase. Or um, otherwise, you're just minor shifting in environment. And this is a, um, this is one where if you're going to be keeping uh, watch of your relative positioning, uh, reposition comes into effect. So, you know, I'm going speed three and my opponent's going speed three and we're at engaged range and I take the reposition maneuver to go above him. Uh, so Fast I'm going up, up and, and I, you just want to keep track of that. 
somehow. I usually just keep notes with a little three by five card. Um, yep. And so where, you know, where you are, if it's a two dimensional battle or three dimensional battle, it's important to use reposition. It is. So. And, and I know if you guys, if you action. guys, yeah. And what, if you guys had listened to the last, um, our last episode, the actual play for the um, speed buggy invitational 2021, mm-hmm. um, I built the reposition. I reflavored it for a, into a competitive check driving check that everybody made at their first time. And that repositioned people, whoever won, you know, would get be in first place, second place, third place. So I kind of took this out for everybody to do. Just you're going to be doing this because you're racing. Yeah. That's, that's effectively it. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's trying to get the advantage of being at first. Yep. 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 So then, um, so then we, so let's go into actions. Yeah, we can those perform. were the maneuvers. Yep. Those so were maneuvers. We so now we got actions. Um, and again, we have pilot-only actions, silhouette, and we do have a, a speed requirement to perform these actions. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. that. Um, let me see. So, yeah, so th- there is a sidebar here that says um, on page 101, any of the actions listed during combat encounters can also be done during vehicle combat. But they have to make sense, right? To well, do yeah. those. Um, so the first one here is dangerous driving. This is your a pilot only manu- uh, pilot only action. Any silhouette can do it, but you have to be going speed one or more. Um, so basically, you attempt to control the vehicle as it takes a sharp turn. Um, go through a series of narrowly placed obstacles or perform a improbable feat of awesomeness, right? When you're driving. Um, through an asteroid field. Through an asteroid field, that's right. And um, when you take the dangerous driving action, you make a piloting check with a difficulty equal to the silhouette of the vehicle. And remember, the current speed of the vehicle matters because if you're going speed three or four, you're going to upgrade this piloting check once. If you're going speed five or more, it's going to be upgraded twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that is that is that. And this would be the difficulty you would use as a as a GM to have to say, hey, you need to make a piloting check to avoid this obstacle. Use this as a guideline here, because I've been trying to figure out where the hell do you set that difficulty. But the yeah. difficulty is the silhouette of the vehicle. And then if you're yeah. going speed, it's more difficult. You know, you add the red. So, and then there's the, the sidebar, because we are talking about dangerous driving. In narrative encounters, um, if you want to try some sort of, if they want to create some sort of crazy-ass difficult trick, um just make it, have them make a check. If it's, if you're more in a narrative thing, just make them make this check with this difficulty. And then, um, you know, then you can narrate it. What happens? So next one, let's take yeah. the next one. Go ahead. Uh, all right. The next one is blanket barrage. So, uh, 
it is not just pilot only. Well, pilots can take it. Other characters can. Uh, it has to be very large ships of silhouette five or more. And usually not going too fast, zero speed zero to three or stationary meaning, meaning. So the gunner uses the ship's weapons to raise a curtain of fire around the ship, protecting it from smaller vehicles. You know, all guns are firing. Small vehicles attempting to attack. Uh, an attack run will have to, uh, to brave a hurricane of heavy weaponry. So this action uh, can speed up combat when uh, your vehicle has lots and lots of guns. Mm -hmm. It's a blanket brush. So while performing that, they'll make an average gunnery check and select all the weapons of a single type. So if it has quad turbo lasers and regular turbo lasers, well, you choose one or the other. And then they have to share, of course, a, uh, a firing arc. So those weapons count as firing for, for that round. So at least a minimum of two weapons. And it cannot be used if there are not two weapons of a single type. So game effect is that the until the end of the next turn, all vehicles of silhouette four or smaller upgrade the difficulty of any combat checks made against uh, the character's vehicle. So the one who, who made the gunnery check. And plus one additional time, another, which means another upgrade per two advantage generated on the check. And if their combat check generates threat, well, then they suffer an automatic uh, hit, which deals half the damage, the base damage of the, let's say, small vehicle coming in. So when I'm reading it right, if their combat generates threat, well, they suffer one automatic hit deal, deals half the base damage of the type of weapon used in the blanket barrage. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So the, those quad turbo lasers maybe uh, be half the damage that they suffer. Yep. And then if the combat generates, of course, uh, despair, they suffer an automatic hit dealing full damage. So you know, having more fun, uh, the GM can have more fun with that. Exactly. And at your discretion, the blanket barrage might not cover all arcs. So some mines might be opened yep. for attack. Okay. Now we also have concentrated barrage. So you get your blanket, now you get your concentrated barrage. Again, not pilot only, and it's for silhouette five or higher vehicles, and speeds one, uh, zero to three. And this is where the gunner directs the fire to focus on a precise point in the opponent's hull. Focusing fire in this way has the potential to deal significant damage. So this is when you're targeting those enemy uh, shield generators or targeting the engines. Mm -hmm. um, this action also speeds up combat when your vehicle has lots of guns. Uh, when performing the concentrated barrage action, your char the character selects all weapons of a single type such as the 24-pounder cannons on a seagoing craft or the railguns aboard Starship that share a, a firing arc. This requires two or more, uh, at least two, weapons to use. And it cannot be used if there are not two weapons of a single type to share the firing arc. Although the character is firing multiple weapons, the character makes a single combat check as per the rules for the 
perform combat check vehicles, weapon, action, blah, blah, blah. If the attack succeeds, you may spend one advantage to add damage equal to the number of weapons involved. And you can only add that once, it says. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. To one hit of the attack. No, yeah, so if you just add, sp spend advantage once. 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 To add damage equal to the number of weapons involved in the attack to right. one hit of the attack. the attack. Right. So if you're so. firing 12 of your, those 24 pounders mm -hmm. on the port side <laughs> of your you ship. You almost said right. I almost did. <laughs> um, you, uh, well, that would be left, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> just to let you know. Um, you would add 12 damage to that yeah. attack, to that roll. Yep. Wow. And then and then you could spend your advantage on any other things that are usable, including if you if that weapon had a linked quality, you could still hit uh spend more advantage to activate linked and do more to damage. Do, to do another yeah. what is it? Is linked is like your base damage, right? Yes. The weapon's base damage like a second time, yeah. Another time, right. But right. you wouldn't be adding that twelve damage to all the weapons. You only do that once per attack. Once right. to that yep. attack. That attack, yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And the last line is very important too, Tony. Yes, yeah, very important. That is that that the concentrated barrage action can only be used to target vehicles with a silhouette five or higher. You can't use it to target little guys. You can't target uh, that or that a little while, while Stefan is riding his tricycle. No, you can't target him. No. <laughs> Right. Not, not with not with focused uh, not with concentrated barrage. You can blanket not the barrage. <laughs> not with nice. my twenty four pound guns. No. Nope. There you no. go. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's see. So our next one here is damage control, which we had mentioned before when we were talking about hull trauma and system strain. This is a this is not a pilot only maneuver or action, I should say. Any silhouette, you can be going any speed on it. Um, while you're doing the damage control. Um, basically, this is taking that action to heal, sorry, repair system strain or hull trauma. Now, remember, you can um, you can only heal, repair hull trauma once per combat, but you can repair system strain as many times as you want. And it goes into the same difficulties as healing um, using the medicine check, if your hull trauma um, is less or your strain is less than half the strain, your, your threshold, it's an easy check. It's equal to or more than half. Um, it's average. And then if it's exceeding the threshold, it's a hard check. Okay. And of course, every, um, every hull trauma or system strain is healed once per uncanceled success. And you have those talents like can't remember what the exact name is it but it's kind of like surgeon where you can add an x for every talent or for every rank of the talent you can add another heal of a system strain or hull trauma um to those checks mechanics checks and this is a mechanics check sorry i forgot to mention that um let's see you can also use this action to repair the critical hits that a vehicle is suffering from okay and again, it's the difficulty of the critical hit when it's listed in the severity column of the critical hit um, table. Um, and you can repair critical hits m multiple times. 
you can try and repair it um, multiple times until yeah. it is repaired. Right. So a lot of the critical hit result, a lot of those critical hit results is this effect is happening until the critical hit is repaired. So you'll want to get on those. So, all right. So that's that's damage control. And I just um, want to call out again. I, I, you, you know, we said it before, but it's key to remember that this right here, the damage control action, is where it tells you in the rules that the hull trauma mm-hmm. can only be handled uh, healed once during yes. an encounter. This is where that rule lies that we mentioned before. Yep. Um, this is where this it is. Where it sits. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Tony. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Next action is? Next action is gain the advantage. So this one is a pilot-only action, uh, applicable for uh, silhouettes of one to four, and, but you have to be fast. So speed four or more. Dogfight. Yeah. Darn it. So fighter can't pilots. Be, can't be gaining the advantage with my freaking aircraft carrier, damn it. No, no, no. <laughs> Not much, not much use on my tricycle either. So <laughs> my Mandalorian on his jetpack can do it because he's going speed four, yo. There we oh, go, man. I'd love to see that. Yeah, this is the way. See him so. hit a wall. <laughs> Mandalorian missed. <laughs> so this, this of course, uh, this action reflects frantics, you know, give and take, dogfighting, to and fro, up and down, uh, weaving uh, of the vehicles, uh, and allows the pilot to try and gain the upper hand against a single enemy uh, to try and set up that uh, attack of their own. So to execute this action, the pilot has to choose one enemy, uh, an enemy vehicle, and make a driving or piloting check. The difficulty will be determined by the relative speed of both vehicles involved. So it's uh, the table on page 229, table 3.2, Dash 18 speed advantage difficulty, so depending on uh, how fast each one is going. So uh, if the pilot succeeds, they gain the advantage. And while the pilot has that advantage, they can upgrade their ability of all their combat checks made from the pilot's vehicle. Not just the pilot, but the vehicle itself. The co-pilot could uh, gain a gunnery uh, upgrade uh, to his skill. Uh, against the vehicle twice, and then the upgrade and upgrade the difficulty of all combat checks made by the target vehicle against the pilot's vehicle twice as well. Okay. Yeah, birds. And there's a handy chart there, the speed yep. advantage difficulty chart. Now, also on that page, on page 229, we have a chart, and it's discussed over on page 230. And that is the next action. And that is an additional vehicle actions. There's a long list. I'm yep. not going to go into detail on them. They use a plethora of skills. The chart, which is table 3.2-17, additional vehicle actions, tells you what the action is, what skill, and what difficulty uh, it can be. And, now, and some of them will have multiple skills you can use. Uh, and then it'll tell you what the effects of success and how advantage and threat can be used and how setback dice and boost dice can be applied to it. Um, mm, boost I, do have a, I do have a little go back, though. We need to talk about gaining advantage just a little bit more. Okay? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so 
the table, so if our two vehicles are going at the same speed, the difficulty is easy, okay? Mm-hmm. If that vehicle wants to turn the advantage on them, okay? If the opponent may want to cancel out to gain the advantage, it works as described. You look up the difficulty, what the previous um, check was, but you need to increase the difficulty by one for them to do it, okay? So it's harder to maneuver to get an opponent's to get on an opponent's tail oh. than them to be already if they're already on it. So right, right, yeah, because okay. there was another initial paragraph on the other page. That's what we missed. There is. Yep, yep, yep. Underneath it. Oh, so yeah. So you're so you're going to constantly increase that difficulty. So gotcha. Yeah. Good call out, homie. You're welcome. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, so back to so, sorry, back to the additional vehicle actions. Yeah, ADA. the additional vehicle actions include, but are not limited to, because I'm sure there's more you can add to this. There's a plot course, co-pilot, jamming, boost defenses, manual repairs, fire discipline, scan the enemy, hack enemy systems, and intercept projectiles. Those are all listed there. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are cool. All right, what's the last one of the vehicle actions, Mr. Holmes? Oh, let's see. What do we have? Oh, there's there are two of them. No, there's one of them. There's just okay. one. Performing a combat check with a vehicle weapon. Oh, right. Gotcha. So it's not pilot only, but pilots can fire the weapons if they want to. Um, silhouette, any silhouette can do it, and you can be going at any speed doing this. So it's on page 101, it's basically the same. You go through the same steps as you would uh, the combat check action. Um, but there are some subtle differences. Okay? <clears throat> Each weapon on a vehicle can only be fired once per round. Okay? Um, as we mentioned earlier about targeting, firing arcs, um, you can only be, targets must be within the firing arc of a weapon. Um and then, like I said, you got to kind of keep track of like the relative position of the vehicles and such. What I've done with this is I've actually allowed um, allow you to shoot into a, an adjacent firing arc, depending on the situation. Either you're adding a setback die or increasing the difficulty, because you're right at the edge. You know what I mean? Sometimes I do it, it when it when it feels right. I would increase the difficulty of that check if they wanted to try. Um, that's just my own personal one. That's not an official rule. Um, so again, the tag difficulty is still based on a range to target. And then remember about that. Remember that sixth range band of strategic, which is going to be formidable check. It's going to be five difficulty. Um, and then, um, vehicles do have a wide range of silhouettes here. So if you are too silhouettes smaller than the target vehicle you'll get that boost die and if you're firing on a vehicle that is too smaller than you you'll get a setback die um and again no size different rules you'll use those on page 109 um most weapons deal damage on a planetary scale which is 10 times the damage listed on a personal scale okay um when they suffer damage, you're going to reduce the damage by its armor to a minimum of one. Any remaining damage is applied to the hull trauma. To a minimum again, of zero. 
to a minimum of zero. Sorry, to a minimum of zero. Any remaining damage is applied to the hull vehicle as hull trauma. And again, armor does reduce personal scale damage by 10 times its rating. Okay. So I think that was it, right? That was the, for the actions that we can perform. Mm-hmm. The combat yep. check is the last action there. Yeah. So. Now, now the last things we need to discuss, we have two things to discuss here. Um, Stefan, if you want to take the critical hits or do you want to take the vehicle components? I'll take uh, the vehicle components. Okay. So critical hits, um, vehicle critical hits do not, they don't suffer critical injuries. Instead, they suffer critical hits um, due to advantage or triumphs on attacks or collisions. Uh, when an attack generates a critical hit, the attacker must roll on the hit uh, critical hit result and look at the table on page 230 or in your GM screen if you happen to have it um, and compare it. And then that'll tell you uh, what happens in a lot of those mentioned vehicle components and those are listed in the sidebar on page 221 that Stefan's going to go over but um, what I want to note here is that once a vehicle suffers a critical hit it counts as suffering the critical hit until it is repaired uh, the status effects uh, status Sorry, the status counts even if the effects of the critical hit only last a single round. That crit will be there until it is repaired. And each additional critical hit, just like critical injuries, will increase the uh, roll by 10 plus 10 right. for the next vehicle critical hit. So if your vehicle critical hit vehicle has two critical hits. The next time they suffer a critical hit, they will be rolling plus 20 right. to that. Roll. And, and speaking of that, before you go on, speaking of adding to the critical hit results, mm -hmm. there's a weapon quality called Vicious mm -hmm. that is a, does not apply to critical hits on vehicles. Nope. Okay. It only applies to critical injuries. Okay. Yeah, no. because it says so in the description of Vicious that it applies to the critical injury table. Correct. And if there are effects that apply to critical hits, they don't apply to critical injuries. So, like, again, and that's why I wanted to call out the difference between a critical hit and a critical injury. Critical injury mm -hmm. is versus personal, on a personal scale. Critical hits are on a vehicle scale. So that's subtle. But it's important. Yeah. So just wanted yeah. to point it out there, Tony, as we were talking about. And the last paragraph here points out that what Chris was trying to explain earlier, and that is that remember that an attack must inflict damage for the attacker to activate a critical hit. Oh. So because vehicles operate on planet, planetary scale for damage, a hit from a personal scale weapon must inflict at least 10 points of damage or one planetary scale after reductions for armor for the attacker to be able to inflict a critical hit right and i think so, they they left they, they left that little bit out when we were talking about it above during in the armor section or whatever it was when a critical hit they said um you have to um in order for that pistol to do a critical hit you have to get past its armor yeah and i think what they mean you need to at least do a point of damage hull damage 
up to it. So, okay. And oh, so, and like I said, on the critical hit table, um, many of the results basically results from on a percentile dice D137 through 138 will reference the vehicle components chart or sidebar on page 221. Yeah. Right. Let's go into that there, Stephen. All right. And just as uh, to go over like a, maybe a vicious one, one reason maybe they figured don't, they don't have to add vicious. If you're, if a cannon on a tank is doing damage on a person and does five damage, that's 50 damage to a person. There's no need to make it vicious anyway. So. <laughs> well, well, and, and how, yeah, well, and how many people are really surgical? Do you really yeah. have to be surgical with that freaking 155 no. cannon? No, exactly. 55 millimeter cannon? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, that's it. Close <laughs> enough talents. Kaboom! There. Exactly. Uh, all right. What kind of what kind of vehicle components do we have? Because these are these are kind of neat. Yeah. So most vehicles have a number of components to make them function. These uh, can be damaged, of course. So we have brakes. So if a vehicle brakes are compromised, uh, it cannot perform the decelerate maneuver. That makes sense. Exactly. Uh, but it's certainly, if it's going down a hill, it's going to be making the uh, acceleration maneuver, whether you want, want it to or not. <laughs> oh, exactly. Or you, if you want to try to avoid hitting that wall, you're going to have to rely on momentum or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> but So the vehicle can still coast to a stop. There you go. Uh, over a long distance or stop by colliding with something. There you go. Like that wall <laughs> Stefan just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Or, or there's a fire hydrant right there. Bang. There. <laughs> I'd say in this case, just make use your common sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, defenses can be compromised as well, so uh, and reduced all the way down to zero. So no, uh, no shields, no fancy uh, ablative armor, and then hull uh, can be compromised. So there's no more armor. A vehicle's navigation uh, systems can be compromised, uh, whether whatever that is, uh, sensors, etc., radar, uh, and it usually means that its handling uh, becomes minus three unless it's already lower. Sweet. Yeah. Won't have to and worry that, about it. I wouldn't, wouldn't. Won't have to worry about it in my in my um, aircraft carrier if my navigation gets compromised. Nah. It's already minus three. <laughs> That's it. So, <laughs> and of course, though you still have propulsion that can uh, take many forms. Uh, if its propulsion is compromised, of course, the pilot cannot perform any accelerate maneuvers, and its current speed drops by one each round down to a minimum of zero. Oh, that's good. Yep. That's that's so. an interesting subtle thing to remember. Yeah. So you decelerate a little bit faster. Uh, than the uh, than if you just lose your brakes. Yeah, and I would do that at the end of the round. Yeah, I would think you know at the end of the round, not necessarily at the end of like the pilot's turn. Just do it at the end of the round. Boom, your speed's now down to by one. Yeah, maybe exactly, exactly. Because right. it's beyond his control anyway. So just at the end of the round, you can still the pilot can still try to avoid obstacles as the vehicle slows down. <laughs> and of course, then there's weapons that uh, are a component. They can uh, they can be damaged. So some vehicles. Especially when they're armed with one or more, but you might have to use your judgment on uh, which ones are uh, are damaged uh, if uh, if it makes sense. 
a large, large ship might not have all its weapons compromised in one shot, but it might lose some of them. And then it talks about repairing real quick. Repairs, repairing components requires a mechanics check. Uh, often the difficulty is determined by the severity of the critical hit. Otherwise, it should be average or hard at yours or the GM's, GM's uh, discretion. These are the most common components. If there's other components so, on your make, vehicle, well, there you go. Uh, you can add them. Nice. Well, and wow. maybe if if one component is already damaged, like breaks, you can maybe go, look at the table and see if something else closer would fit. If it's you know makes sense. Or Someone your brakes are really fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they seize up. <laughs> exactly, so, gentlemen. I think this is a great breaking point where we're going to break off the the vehicle rules next yes. time. Next, um, not next month. episode, but the next month, uh, when we di- dig into part two, we'll go through some sample um, vehicle profiles, and then we'll get into vehicle crafting, mm-hmm. vehicle creation. We gonna have something ourselves make up one? I craft. We might have think? to do a Should build we do off. We might have to, but the thing is, there are three types of vehicles we can do ground air land oh actually four ground air land sea space yeah i say before we do that we we pick one we each pick one type that we're going to do and we're going to build it and we're going to like flesh out something from pop culture oh that's cool now do we want to do that in the show during the show or do we want to do that ahead of time and then present it during the show because I, I know we want to do it ahead of time. Research. Yeah. Oh, and you can make yours really good and blow us away. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. Um, All right, so we'll look next forward time, to that, everybody. Sure. We'll 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 mince words over who gets what, and uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, until then, <laughs> let's go. Advantageous threats. <laughs> Alright, welcome to part three of the show, Advantageous Threats. This is where we build, roll, and narrate the die result of some sample skills for our entertainment, and hopefully yours. And this week, uh, Chris will be running us through a little scenario. What have you got cooked up? What have you got cooked up today? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, it's is apparently I have been. Um, I was. Uh, what was that term? Voluntold. Voluntold by Tony. Got to create something for advantageous threats because you're the man about the vehicles. Because I ran um, that last actual play. So if yeah. you guys have not listened to the previous action actual play, pause this recording, go yeah. listen to it, then come back because there is a spoiler. Yeah. And I'm going to pause. That's awesome. Okay. Glad you enjoyed the previous episode. That's awesome. Welcome back. Um, so our scenario is this. 
Space Ghost is on this is getting his reward. Crowds are going kind of wild. Mm. Velma Dinkley went to go get drinks for Jabba Jaw and him. And Jabba Jaw's like, where is she? Well, he saw her being taken by Lokar into his supervillain van. And Quick Draw McGraw is there with Snagglepuss, his boy Snagglepuss, turns, dips Snagglepuss, gives him a big yeah. old kiss saying, I'll be back, partner. Then looks at Jabberjaw saying, well, come on, big guy. Let's go get your girl. That's well, to jump on. up into jump up oh, into big the guy. Let's get your girl. As the two jump up into the nearest healthy speed buggy, have to say that because if you just listen to that episode, you're fucking not getting in Jabberjaws. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'll just put this here axle down. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, just narratively speaking here. We're at about medium range from each other. Okay. I've hopped in my van. You've hopped in your speed buggy. Um, so we're both in the same speed buggy. Yes. Yeah. Right. You're you're right. riding. You're riding. Pistol. I'm right. I'm riding shotgun. <laughs> Probably <laughs> or jabber I don't, no, no, no. I don't see no shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm All right. Well, driving. first off, well, first off, let's um, let's roll initiative. <gasps> All right. Okay. If you guys remember how to do that, um, let's right, do vigilance. Let's just do vigilance. 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 Ooh, too yellow for me. I got a two and two for me. How about you guys? Uh, Four point zero. I got a three point two. Okay, this is going to be easy then. You two, then me. <laughs> there we go. So, all right. Go ahead. Starting off Joel. at speed, by, by the way, starting off at speed zero, by the way. And oh, keep track goodness. of your current speed, please. Okay, right. and the speed buggy has a maximum speed of? Three. Three. Yeah, it's underneath. I, I did put the stats for that at the, yeah. after Quick Drama Garage stat block, by the way. I should have actually put it towards yours. I see. I see. That's all right. So... So, you know what? Let's talk about that. What vehicles are we running? Speed buggy, stat block. What do I have for that, bud? So, the speed buggy is a Silhouette 2 vehicle that has a max speed of 3, a handling of 1, hull trauma of 10, and a system strain of 10. And remember that handling of 1, because yes. nobody fucking used it in the actual Last play. <laughs> nope. And I did not remind you, so... <laughs> Yeah. Now, now we just freaking only halfway through left and yeah. right. Now, <laughs> low only have one roll. <laughs> now, low cars. Um, low car, by the way, king of the killer locusts, has a van that looks like a fucking locust. Um, <laughs> has a silhouette of three, speed of three, handling of minus one. No armor on it because it's a fucking bug, a bug van. <laughs> Um, hull trauma 10, strain of 10 as well. I basically I use the um, pickup truck right. <laughs> um, from the um, expanded player's guide and reduce its handling by one because it's the shape of a freaking bug. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a little more. Probably anyway. gives a boost. Probably gives a boost <laughs> to intimidate. <laughs> well, if I'm going to intimidate with it. Yeah. All right. So basically, 
you guys are first. Speed I, of zero. I, I think I need to um, accelerate for my maneuver. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to accelerate up because he's got my goil. I'm going to accelerate <laughs> up to speed three. Okay. So you so the so you take two system strain. Mm-hmm. And I've got that. Mm-hmm. That's my maneuver. Now for my um, action. Action. I'd Which would like be? to. Uh, I'd like to try to reposition. Maybe getting a little closer. Okay. So you're gonna trade that action for a maneuver and yes. use a reposition maneuver. Okay. So um, you do. You move okay. to short range. So you basically you move one range band, which puts you short range to me. And then um, what are you doing? Is that all you're doing? That is all I am doing. Okay. Quick drop. You get the next uh, slot. What do you want to do? Uh, you're at short uh, range from this. Short range. Thing. So yeah. You know, I'll try to take out the tires. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah. <clears throat> so quick. He does a quick draw, of course. <laughs> Pistols in both <laughs> hands. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And we'll do the quick strike um, to hit the. Uh, basically, I'm aiming, but you to hit a specific. Well, yeah, yep. I'm, I'm aiming for. That's it. I'm aiming for a specific aiming for the, part. Aiming for the tires. But, yep. That's it. So I'll double aim. So it'll take two strain mm-hmm. and reduce the to one setback. Yep. Hit the tires, and we got a shooting. Range combat of four. That's based on agility of four as well. There you go. So there. Difficulty, you said short range mm-hmm. is uh, two, I believe. One. Oh, one. Short Sorry. range is one. Right. Right. Uh, so I got four, four yellow, a purple, and a black. Why don't you upgrade that? Yeah. <laughs> to put a third story point on your side. So mm-hmm. three story points on your side, zero on mine right now. That's it. And I did get uh, the other talent, sucker upon sucker for a pink cougar. So I had two boost dice to my next check after after kissing Snagglepuss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's sucker for a pink cougar. <laughs> yes. And since uh, Rokar hasn't acted yet in combat, I can add two more boost dice for my quick draw. Yuck strike, I mean. <laughs> Don't forget accurate. Oh, does it have accurate? I'm pretty uh, sure I put, oh, yes, sure I put accurate on them. Yeah. Accurate, so another boost dice. <laughs> Forgot the stats. Stefan, <laughs> exactly how many boost dice have you hoarded over there? I have five boost dice now. <laughs> Maybe I should have put armor one on the van. Maybe. <laughs> I have armor zero right now. You know what? This might be a really short, advantageous stress, everybody. We'll see how well he does. Well, even even with armor one, maybe the tires, since I'm aiming at a tire, the armor might not have... Uh, no, it doesn't armor, have any but... armor. That's all I'm right. saying. Right. I know. <laughs> all right. Let's go roll it. Okay. I don't, I'm don't. i not even bothering uh, <laughs> upgrading on my, on my own. The setback came out blank. 
Fuller. Good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> despair. So, yeah. Did you roll despair? No, no oh. despairs. The red dice came out two uh, two threat, but cancel out two advantage. That's all. And I end up with three, th- five successes, mm-hmm. and three three advantage. Oh. Yeah. Which so means <clears throat> in a total of eleven damage. Mm-hmm. Which does one trauma hull trauma to me. Yeah. Uh, with my lucky strike, I can spend my story point now to add my cunning to the damage, Don't which is three. Um, <laughs> um, it it doesn't matter. You need to no. do at least need to right. do at least ten right. more. You need to do at least nine more damage. So I wouldn't worry about it. But you but. can spend that advantage to critically take out his tires. Yes. Yes. Maybe you got that. That's part of. Maybe not the propulsion, but at least it's. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that. Hmm. Okay. So let's see. So we're gonna say that his handling just went up by one. Sorry, down by one. Yeah. His max speed went down by one as well. Okay. That that could be good. That uh, sound reasonable to you? Yeah, that would be the crit. Uh, since I was aiming at a specific iron Art, item, so rolling a percentage. Aren't tires just navigation equipment? So wouldn't just it be like take say just the handling? Is navigation so handling. is compromised? So minus is three. his handling becomes minus three. Perfect. Yeah. Well done, yeah. dude. Even even simpler, yeah. So it wasn't minus one, but it is at current is minus three. There we go. Well done. Well done, Tony. Thank you. Okay. Should be easier to catch up now, Debra Joe. Well, oh yeah, we're gonna okay. catch him now. So technically, because he's adversary two, your next check to shoot at his vehicle. Now that he's in it and he's gonna now drive, start driving it. I'm gonna upgrade those shoot shooting checks onto him. Maybe. What do you think? Would that right. be? It's the an adversary's vehicle. Uh huh. All yeah, combat okay. checks, including vehicle yeah. combat checks, versus him should yeah. be upgraded. Mm-hmm. It should be. But you've already rolled. You've taken me down just a little bit. Right. But let me go ahead and make my driving check. No, my driving check. I'm not doing a driving check. I am going to suffer strain. My. I'm just going to peel out of here. I'm going to take two strain. To go up to that speed three. Okay. Um... I am going to use that maneuver to pull away from you to move a, um, what do you call it? Reposition, to move, move one range to band. Move range, so I'm, I'm at medium. Now, when you get to um, engaged range, that's when we'll say the chase is over or leave it as a cliffhanger. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Um, so we're back at medium range. Okay. So that's all I do. Um, what kind of? Hang on a minute. I might push it here. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm gonna spend a um. So I can only do one action per round, which was to take another maneuver. Okay. You maximum cap out at two maneuvers. I do cap, but can I spend? Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna do an action then to summon a swarm of locusts 
up what? to no! long range and spend a maneuver to concentrate, keeping them in a fight with the following stats. Alrighty then. So as you see him get into his killer locust van, <laughs> you see him look out the side view mirror, the side view, the side of the side of it, and um, these locusts just kind of come out of these tentacles that are on the bug that's on top of this. Actually, it is a bug. The van looks like a bug, and some locusts come your way, and um, uh, they're they're summoned kind of right around your vehicle keeping you a bit there um yeah so summoning a swarm of locusts so i'm going to take two strain personal strain to do that okay top of the round who would like to go first well so would you say the locusts are an obstacle I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say the locusts have the they're all over me abilities. Enemies who start their turn engaged with this creature lose their free maneuver. So any maneuvers cost strain for you. Uh, And we're but we're not engaged with them right now. They're just surrounding his vehicle. No, he could summon them up to long range away. He summoned them basically right at you. So they're on right now. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. So in order for us to maneuver, we're going to have to take take some strain, personal system strain. strain or personal nope. strain, personal strain. It'll be personal strain. Well, okay. the character loses their free maneuver because you're you're trying to swap the swap ah, the, the locusts right. away from you. All right. Well, I can't. Um, I can't really do so for my maneuver. I want to get closer, so I want to reposition mm-hmm. um, for my maneuver. And uh, so I'm going to take two strain to do that. Yep. So my strain is 14 minus two. And be at short range. So that will move us uh, to short range, getting quick draw in range. Then I would like to do some perhaps dangerous driving action to get even closer if possible. So I'll be doing the dangerous driving action. Nice. Right. Uh, I have a, currently have a two yellow, or two green, one yellow pool with one boost die for the handling of the vehicle. Ha ha, remembered it. (laughs) Nice. And, um, Current speed is three. So that will be... No, difficulty is the silhouette of my vehicle, so it's two. Mm-hmm. And that will be upgraded, upgraded one time. once for the speed three. Yep. Yep. So for a total of one red, one purple. I will be spending one of my player story points to inc- have, uh, upgrade my check. And GM... I don't have any story points. So okay. I'm good with that. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, he didn't have any. I don't. All right. Well, in that case, I'm gonna roll it. Uh, now you, now you do, but it's too late. Oh, All right. I just had two successes. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> I will avoid 
basically I wanted the dangerous drive to av- get away from the locusts to avoid them. Sounds good to me. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of were speed and um, swerving swerve, back and forth, swerving back and forth. You actually go through a um, like a tent <laughs> that you know how how they do, right? And then you're uh-huh. in the tent for a while, right? Uh-huh. Because the tent keeps going through, and the the you know the the salad bar keeps going by like five or six times yep. before you come out yep. the other side of the tent, right? Because yeah. that's how you do it. <laughs> right. um, and then when you come out, the the the, the swarm is kind of caught in the tent. Nice. Yep, and I will zip out the uh, under the flap tent flap on the other side. <laughs> the chase music continuing, <laughs> continuing. Quick, quick draw. Managed to get the, a, a muffin out of uh, one of the <laughs> one of the tables. He's munching on that. <laughs> Alrighty then. That's my action. Okay. All right. Okay. Quick draw. What you going to do? Quick, all right. Quick draw. We'll try to get the same thing because I just realized if I could activate the linked attribute, I would probably do more damage and maybe do enough hull. But uh, uh, I'm thinking something else maybe. Uh, okay. Not sure what though. Uh, or maybe just keep aiming maybe at the uh, at the engine. Oh, gonna take out his engine block. That'll reduce his speed or make his speed go zero. Yeah. So, uh, all right. There you go. So let's aiming. Careful not to hit my goil. Of course, that's what (laughs) I was thinking. Keep keep her steady, there, uh, shark bait. (laughs) Shabajaw. Yeah. Shark bait. <laughs> it's the middle of combat. I uh, I'm all flustered. So, <laughs> all right, two setback dice for uh, aiming because uh-huh. I cannot take maneuvers to uh, unless I take strain. But uh, yep. um, get the accurate one. And I've already got used all those other boost dice. Uh, one purple, and of course my four yellow dice. Do you want to upgrade it? Uh, nope, because no. I have no story points on my side. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have one. I no, you had one. Yeah. Oh, did you use one? Oh. Yeah. Then, yes, I would definitely want to. All right. So pistols. You shoot that. pistols. Yes. And you're going to be, and it is, oh, it is adversary two, by the way. Oh, yes. Adversary two. So I add an extra green and then upgrade that to another red. So there you go. Two reds. You add an extra green. Okay. Oh, because you spent one. Did you spend one? No, no, I just added uh, because the the base difficulty was one purple. Mm-hmm. You spent upgraded story twice. Points upgraded, upgraded. Right, so it'll be one. two red. It'll be two so red. Two red. Yeah, two that's why I said. Excellent. Thank All right. right, let's do it. Oh, I see despair. No. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, do I really? Oh. <laughs> no triumph though, but lots of successes anyway. So those. Two there, that one there. All right. Okay. So that t- total of one, two, three, four, four successes, two advantage, and a, and a despair. Two but advantage can... and a despair. Well, what I'd like to do with that despair, before you spend that those advantages or method and a reason to my madness, one of your pistols jams and misfires. Okay. <gasps> but can it still Revolvers. succeed? 
okay. So before I spend oh, the advantage? Oh, yeah. You, to- you to- totally succeed. Yeah, that happens before you spend the advantage because oh, okay. you have that link quality, right, that I don't want you yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one of them jams. Yes, you could. Ah, uh, okay. Because <laughs> then it goes, uh, I, I was causing 10 points of damage, but now yes. I can't. <laughs> Shrieking. That, well, that's what, that is 10 points of damage, but since I can't use the linked. You can't do 10 more, but you do no. do one. You do another hull trauma. Now, did you specifically aim at the engine block? Yes, yes, I did have those uh, set back yeah, to, yeah. to represent aiming. Do you have the... enough advantage to yes. do a critical hit? Uh, I have two. My crit is three. No, I do not. Okay. But I'll... Uh... You do see, is you do see, you know... The, the some smoke kind of coming out of the the engine. You hit oh. that area, but you didn't critically right. hit it. Right. All right. So I'll uh, uh, with all that smoke going, uh, that'll give a boost to uh, Jabberjaw. Or no, uh, Rokar is the next one to act. Well, I'll give actually, him a setback. you know what you could do? Yeah, you know what? You give him a setback die because it yep. actually you hit like one of the lines, and now it's like yep. smoky in front of him because the three and his handling. Negative yeah. three to his handling wasn't enough, you fucker. No, that's <laughs> All it. right, let's I, see. So I, I, I also, also had the windshield wiper fluids. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, because of the handling, because of the critical hit, the flat tire, I'm actually going to require a driving check for low car here to actually perform that reposition maneuver. Even though it is a maneuver, doesn't necessarily need a check. It's actually going to be a dangerous driving action instead of the reposition maneuver. Does that sound reasonable to you guys? Yeah. His silhouette is three, so that's three difficulty. His speed is three, so I'll upgrade that once. Oh my gosh, do I have enough setback dice here? I do. (laughs) That's four. That's three, four setback dice. No boost dice. I have nothing to hand to help that. Okay, so this is for me to pull back to medium range. I'm still at short range. So let's see if this works. Do you guys want to do anything to the pool, by the way? I, I have I have a yellow, two green, a red, two purple, and four black. No, I'm happy. I'm right. happy. Okay, first off... Okay, that. Holy crap. I succeed. Despairingly so, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have one success, four threat, (laughs) and a despair. (sighs) So there is, uh, like every race, there were lots of spectators, and there was a group of them. That were out there playing lawn darts, <laughs> and because that's what you did in the eighties, kids. Yeah, and uh, throwing them straight up them in the air, threw it straight up in the air, and <laughs> it comes down in another one of his tires. <laughs> so his despair is now that um, his speed will be reduced. Yeah. That works for me. I like that. I really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say that though he did 
so he did succeed at the check um so badly <laughs> if you guys want to spend the advantage to have him just stay at short range and not threat? gain on you i had four threat dude you said the despair was to take out well, another I spent the tire despair. i'm gonna let stefan spend the, the threat i'm thinking taking out another tire doesn't allow him to get further up you know what i mean like further away from you but he succeeded he did succeed and you were trying to gain. get away i was trying so, to gain so i did technically i did succeed so i'm back at medium range then so we need something different to do with that four threat stefan you got something i have an idea stefan's muted so i sorry like, sorry go ahead uh i have an idea you want me to go ahead yeah with yeah. It? yeah go ahead um so that um hitting that tire that tire getting hit by the lawn dart mm -hmm. caused him to swerve a little bit now while he did miss or get to medium range he had a collision oh with a wall <laughs> with and his, uh, um a dumpster yeah or hay nice. bales all right a roll silhouette two dumpster perfect roll um roll uh d100 for me okay <laughs> So that will be. We're gonna be see what kind of a crit this is. Eighty-six. Oh, eighty-six is pretty high, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Brakes damaged. Okay. Well, it's weapons damaged, but he doesn't have any weapons, so it doesn't well, matter. He yeah. did too. He has that locust launcher. Well, that's more of a summon, a primal summoning thing that he can do. Well, it's damaged. He can't do it anymore. That's true. He can't do it. That's true. That's his focus. That's his primal focus. All right. Yep. Sweet. It's so just he so he, he actually went under a low hanging. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> something and it just took all those off the top of the vehicle. <laughs> Cut them right off. Yeah. <laughs> a low hanging awning. That's great. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Yes. Locust. Ah. Oh. The, lo the kill king of the killer locusts is no longer the king anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, for, just for a little Ow. bit. Yep. <laughs> for a little bit. All right. Okay. I have so, an idea. If so you want to start in the next turn. Yeah, I have an idea to go uh, to go next. Okay. You're at, remember, in, we're at medium range. So if it. Medium range. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that might be too far away then. Do you well, you can, let him, you can let him close the game. Oh, yeah. Try to go closer. Find go ahead. the gap. Okay. I will um, try to... Well, we're already one speed faster than him. So, technically, we're going to gain one range increment on him automatically. And I would sure. like to... Oh, that's right. We should have been moving multiple okay. range increments. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I could have only moved... Last turn, yeah, when your speed was reduced to two at the end of the turn, I should have only I should have only been able to move. Um, how many range increments can I go going two? Uh, one range increment. Uh, two, two two range bands. Two range bands, and at speed three, I can move three range bands, so I'm able yeah. to gain one on it. You will. Uh, yes. So that means that this turn we will be gaining one on him automatically. Yep. And 
I would like to then do that um, dangerous driving role. I'll take the reposition mover to pull into engaged range, dangerous driving to try and pit maneuver him. Nice. Okay. That sounds good. You know what? We'll make the, <clears throat> you know what, with his adversary. Um, you know well, what? Was that dangerous just, driving no, or gained no, the advantage? Well, it's dangerous driving, but I'm going to make okay. this, instead of it's instead of doing the check from in there, opposed driving checks. Opposed driving check, okay, with the same difficulty. It would be a red and two purple. So his driving, he has agility one, driving of one, I think. Or maybe it'll be better if you do the regular, Do you know what, do it do it the way you were normally going to do it, and I'll just add adversary two to it. Okay. So normally, it's the silhouette of my vehicle, upgraded once for my current speed, and then you're adversarying to give me twice to give me two red and a purple. I think so. Okay. That's my current pool against my... Uh, Actually, it should be three red because going speed three, right? Upgrades your piloting check once. Slash driving once. Going speed three. Okay. Three red. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend a story point <laughs> to upgrade. So I have oh. two yellow, a green, and a blue. And... <laughs> yeah, that's... So... A lot of red in that pool. <laughs> yeah, there and is. And you're going to be... And, uh, yeah, this is going to be... Yeah, so if you make this, it'll be a collision. I think regardless, it be. it'll be a collision. He's sure. one silhouette larger than us, so that ought to, that ought to hurt. But... I once saw a blue shark perform this maneuver, so I'm pretty sure I can do it. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Um, okay. So my two yellow dice are balanced out. I am left with a failure with two advantage. So what I'd like to say is instead of pit maneuvering him, I slide right in on his rear bumper and kind of slam him. Yeah, no, I missed. True. So instead of doing, you know, to the to, to, to hit, I missed. I slide right in on his rear bumper, and I'm right there, but I'm not like <laughs> I'm not able to get him. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, quick so draw. Close. It's on. All right. All right, and quick draw. This time, instead of the guns, just puts those puts those away, and since he's a cowboy. He's got, of course, a lasso on with him. He quick draws the lasso. Why don't you? Gonna... Why don't you spend it? Why don't you spend a story point? Because I know for sure I did not give you a lasso. I know. Because I don't even. I didn't even want to know where that was going to go with you. Go, Sorry. Spend a story All point right. to pull your lasso. Yeah, I've got it. He's got a lasso. Did I say oh, that right? Yeah. Don't worry, there, Jalbertro. I'll get your girl out for you. But you know what you do. But but what do what does he have though? Other than the pistols, what does he have? Uh, holsters, fancy what holsters. Kind? Fancy holsters. Fancy he gives him plus holsters. one soak, plus one plus one defense. I don't know. Yeah. And what does what does Jabberjaw have for gear? Uh, drum set. <laughs> <laughs> Into the dimensional drum set. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to use I guess coordination to try and uh, lasso Velma. 
and uh, get her oh, out of, of there. Because she's smart enough. She was able to open up the back door of this yeah. van. So she's hey, there. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's lasso her so, with coordination. So, yeah. This is so that's great. Two, two green, two yellow. What's my difficulty? <laughs> um, Average with the average. setback die because you're in a moving vehicle yeah. next to a really big ass blue shark. Yeah. You don't have um, a whole lot of, whole lot of I, lassoing I'm a great area. White shark. Thank you very much. That too. Yeah. <laughs> white and blue shark. Yes. All right. Um, and the two advantage you you just use to position yourself uh, like that uh, behind right the vehicle. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. Which gives you. I know you want to ask for it, but it does give you a boost die because you're right in you the vehicle. Why not? Hey, go ahead. There you go. <laughs> right on the bumper. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay. So two purple, a black. Uh, I've spent my story point so to get the lasso. Are you, That's are not you part of the story? check. That's not part of the check. If you have another one to spend, feel free. Uh, okay, I'll go, I will. I have no idea whether you do or not because I have not been keeping track. Oh, I, 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 ha I have. Good. You do now have they're one. all. Why not? Now they're all on GM side, according to my, my system. Perfect. Uh, and are you upgrading it? Well, of course, once. You're oh, lassoing somebody from a moving speed buggy. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But I'm not targeting low car, so I don't get the uh, adversary. <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right, let's go. All right. Well, no, no, no despair this time. Good. Velma uh, doesn't die. Velma doesn't die. Okay. No. Doesn't no. get run over by Jabberjaw. I do. No. I do get uh, two successes and three advantage. Well then, how does this encounter end there, Stefan? <laughs> I'll give you narrative. All right. License. So she opens the doors. Jabberjaw. <laughs> Jeepers! There you are. <laughs> and I, she sees the lasso coming, hooks her over the head and around her waist, and you know how they do it sometimes with the arms sticking uh, to their uh, their body, and she gets yanked. <laughs> I yank her with the, the advantage, just a little crack of the whip kind of thing, and she lands in my arms. <laughs> just let's let's peel out of here, partner. <laughs> All right, excellent. And then she um, pecks a kiss on my cheek, and I go yeah. as I drive on. <laughs> great. And you know what? That's great. I think we'll yeah. end it there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was great. Great. Uh, let's let let's let's end it then. All right. Well done, guys. Quick draw. I saw everything. I'm so impressed. <laughs> Let's go out in the back and bring that lasso. <laughs> okay, everybody. Well, that was our show. Love the ending. That was great. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Though I think in yeah. hindsight, <laughs> though I think in hindsight, um, if you are doing chase chases, I think the competitive checks yeah. to maneuver people is the best is a good way of doing it. And if you have an adversary, um, I don't think you would need, you would apply the adversary to that. You would just have them make a competitive check. You would have your your um, the players, the drivers, whatever pilots make their competitive checks. So yeah, we played so. it rules as written. So worked out okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right.
we had we had fun. <laughs> always, always. Okay, so our next show, Tony is going to be running our another actual play, and yes, you all are thinking, but they just did one. Well, that's because if you didn't listen to our the our end of year um, episode last year, we're actually going to go every other now. Going to be playing an episode and an actual play and a regular normal deep dive show like we just did. Um, and this is going to be session one in our primordial machina setting. This adventure is called the Crying Sky. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that, buddy. Yeah. Um, a little bit of news. Specifically, if you haven't heard, um, the FFG forums, Genesis forums, are closing down at the end of January. But thanks to Drainsmith, um, he's migrated those forums to his own out there at genesis.bigevil.net. I will have that link in the show notes for us. Or you could just go out to the Genesis forums and see what he's got out there and link it and do all that. So mm-hmm. thanks, Drainsmith, for doing that. I'm sure that was a pain in the arse to do, but mm-hmm. a lot of work, but appreciate it. That's awesome. I think the community thanks you too. So well done. <clears throat> That's um, also known as Scott Zumwalt on the Facebook uh, yes. communities uh, and uh, Discord and MeWe. He's, he's got a MeWe. All those. And he's left yep. uh, links to it on all of those. So, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go to it. So, all right. Yep. Uh, uh, what does got next? Uh, I've got another bit of news uh, as well. I posted it on social media or uh our MeWe page as well, and a few other places, because Scott Zumwalt, uh, who we talked about earlier, um, asked me to translate, listen to a YouTube video that our uh, friend of the show, Guillaume Tardif, uh, had listened to a little bit. Uh, a guy called Stéphane Bogard uh, in France, he's part of Edge Studio, and they're, they're situated in Europe, um, had a little interview in French, I listened to it talking about what Edge Studio in general is coming out. And there's a few things with L5R and so forth, but the main thing that they mentioned with, uh, they sort of reiterated that Twilight Imperium is will be one of the big settings that are coming out with. The, and they also mentioned a second setting book that will be coming out, but they don't say what, as well as two smaller products, like a supplement or uh, uh, for so- another setting that's already out, but they haven't mentioned it. So you can try to find uh, the YouTube video and our our NordBeWe page, Facebook. I even linked it on Twitter. Um, cool. So you can read up a little bit on a little bit on that if you understand French. Go ahead and listen. It, it's France, French. So sometimes even I wasn't sure how they were pronouncing certain words. Like they pronounced the word Cthulhu very differently. So I was like. What? Right, then. <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess that it sounds like someone sneezing. A little bit. Appelle Cthulhu? Okay. Cthulhu? Which sounds like like you're saying, have you read it? Have you read it? No, I haven't read it yet. You haven't published it yet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what one thing that, that came out. And then uh, is a listener uh, question slash feedback from uh, one of our fans, Matt Grunswig on Facebook. He uh, hit us up and he says, uh, just caught up with the last two episodes. Uh, One, 
Stefan, I am so glad that I was driving to work at 5 a.m. when I heard the comment about being hung like a horse in Snagglepuss's voice. A very good impression. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, <laughs> Matt. That's a and, weird little comment that he was glad he yeah. was driving to work at 5 a.m. Yeah, at 5 a.m. I guess I'm it woke him up. That's sarcasm. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Maybe yeah, he maybe. was laughing and almost wrecked. Sorry if oh, you did there, Matt. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> And second, he says, uh, you asked for cartoon lists in the previous episode, so here's my short list. And he mentions Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and uh, also Duckwing, Darkwing Duck. You uh, also added later on Tailspin as maybe another possible cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon series that we could do. So we'll uh, definitely take those under consideration and see who wants to do what. <laughs> well, Wonder uh, Twins, huh? activate. There you go. Shape of. <laughs> form that's my, of that's my era. Fork <laughs> of a bucket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of <Whoa>. water. <laughs> I'm going to take the uh, assist action, really. That's all I'm going to yeah. do for my turn. Every turn, I'm just going to take the assist action <laughs> yeah. because I have I'm no ability to do anything but assist my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could turn into an eagle. Yeah. He <laughs> turns uh, into water <laughs> or a bucket to hold the water. Anyway. Right yeah, that's, that's great. So thank you, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Appreciate and so that. you can reach out to us like Matt did on Facebook at Finding the Narrative or email us at Finding the Narrative Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, speak to all three of us over Finding the Narrative on MeWe. Speak to Stefan alone on Twitter at FTN underscore Genesis. Uh, and um, yeah, recommend us to yeah. others to listen to. We're findable in all kinds of places. Yes, that's my word, findable. Um, Podbean iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and more. Yes, probably yes, somewhere. more. Somewhere. I specifically don't list one, so I can say and more. Yes, well done. All right. <laughs> so, anyhow, this is Tony saying, Just let's tell a story and spend a story point. No, 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 no. Whoop, 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 whoop. And this is Stefan saying dare to ask for the boost dice and then exit stage left. <laughs> and this is Chris to telling you to remember the rule of cool and laugh your fucking head off when your buddies are talking like cartoon characters. <laughs> it just have fun. All right. Night, everybody. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. <laughs>